Stand by to launch FanStream Sports. Let's start. Hello, sports fans. Welcome to FanStream Sports. Nothing. Nothing but pure sports. This is the JP Show. JP, it is so good to hear you back on the air. Stand by. Now, here's JP. With the 19th selection in the 2023 NFL Draft, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers select Will Levis, quarterback, Kentucky. Oh, finally, the Bucs taking a quarterback. What in the name of Baker Mayfield and Kyle Trask are they doing? Oh, my God. Yeah, baby. Welcome to the NFL Draft Day. It is uh, one of the most intriguing drafts that I can ever remember. We don't even know who's going number one. We don't know who's going number two. We don't know who's going with number 19. We don't know which quarterback's coming off the board first. We don't know anything about this draft. This is bonkers. And I love it. I cannot. I'm usually not a huge draft guy. I'm usually not even. And back in the old days when it was Saturday and Sunday, I'm out golfing. I'm fishing. I'm doing something. I'm not sitting there watching Mel Kuyper. I'm just not doing it. I'll, I'll digest it afterwards, see what happened. Not tonight. Not tonight. I'm glued to the TV. Well, glued to two TVs. See, I got my I got my NFL on today. My Sal Palantonio gifted uh, issuance of the official NFL shirt, and my Tampa Bay Lightning cap, little old school cap here that I got on as we're getting ready for uh, game uh, five tonight in Toronto. By the way, holy hell! Last night, the channel surfing. And, and, and you know, I, I bagged off the Rays early on, even though it was a one nothing game. I'm like, this is this is like I was like watching last year's team in the playoffs. It's like so bad they couldn't hit their way out of it. Um, but I'm I'm watching, turning over to uh, watching Florida beat Boston. Did you watch that? I saw the uh, the third period in overtime. Stolen. <laughs> so I like find myself reading for the stinking Panthers. You really kind of find out where your real emotional allegiances are when you watch. You know, uh, I, I don't root like for that. Boston for anything. I can't. I can't stand Boston. I can't. But I, I'm like, here I am rooting for the Panthers. How the hell is that happening? But you know, they are Florida. They are my hometown yeah. team. Might as well. Just Hollywood, like I was. Florida. Just like I've been rooting for the Miami Heat during yeah. this postseason run. By the way, let me see if I could do what Jimmy Butler did last night. To- <laughs> How does that happen? I, I don't know. <laughs> Gee, if you haven't seen this, it's like two seconds left on the clock. Uh, Miami's down one, or down one or two, or down one, I think, or it was tied. And they throw, they lob the ball into Jimmy Butler. He's being guarded. He takes two hands. He's right underneath the basket. He takes two hands, shoves the defender so hard that he's falling down. The defender falls on his best two hands. He's got two hands on his guy's chest. I don't know who it was. And he literally shoves him, and he's falling backwards, and he tips it in. Okay, it's a great tip in, but that's eh, eh, an offensive foul. That's an offensive foul. A little bit. That's, that's little not. Bit. That's, you know, for, I, I understand you got to let him play in a game-winning situation, but that's, that's a little ridiculous. Yeah. It was a little ridiculous. But, yeah, to your point, there was a lot of get things on last night, channel surfing. We oh, the, 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 the Dubs in, in Sacramento. Dubs in DeAndre Sacramento. Fox was just making everything. Uh, the LeBron just in the LeBron in the, against the Grizzlies, Lakers and Grizzlies we had. I was watching. Meltdown. I was, was watching terrible. the Kraken and Avalanche later the, in the, the night. The Kraken are up on the Avalanche. I'm glad that all this stuff was on, so yeah. I could you know tune away from the 
the her, snooze fest yeah. that was called the Rays last night. And that's another <laughs> crappy thing now because my my setup now I got Bally Sports. So and then I got and YouTube TV. Mm-hmm. So I got to go. You got to come out of the app. Awful. And go into Awful. the other app. So finally, I just put you know one of the games on my computer. On I put the the the, the Rays game on my Bally's app, and I'm like, okay, fine. I can keep it while I watch on the big TV the, the good stuff and flip around. So that, it, that was a great night, though. It wasn't even local stuff, and normally I'm, I always defer to the local stuff, but not last night. That was fun. It was really fun. But to your point, tonight is the NFL draft, and you say you're not, you usually Let's don't go. get as excited for it, and I actually have a hot take here on a, on a Thursday. Ooh. Ooh, I take. prefer the NFL draft over the Super Bowl. I would rather what? watch the NFL draft the first round than I would watch the Super Bowl. Here's my hot take on a Thursday. That is a hot. And you looked a little befuddled at that. Steamy, crappy Is that really thing. a hot take? Is any, a am, hot I, am I alone on that? Yeah, you are. Out, the NFL are, draft to me is just are, beautiful. It's one of the Mel, best events other ever. Other than Mel Kuyper and, and do I need lots to play, of nerds. Do I need to play the, the Bill Tobin audio today? Go ahead. Do we need yeah. to play the Bill Tobin audio today? God, you go right ahead. You go right ahead and play, play, play that. Let me just play the Bill Tobin audio. All right. You go My question, ahead. Bill, a lot of criticism about not taking a quarterback here. Your response? Well, well. you know, we got a guy up there. Who in the hell is Mel Kuyper? I, <laughs> I mean, here's a guy that criticizes everybody, whoever they take. He's got the answers to uh, who you should take and who you shouldn't take. In my knowledge of him, he's never ever put on a jock strap. He's never been a coach. He's never been a scout. He's never been an administrator. And all of a sudden, he's an expert. He's in our paper two days ago telling us who we have to take. We don't have to take anybody that Mel Kuyper says we have to take. Mel Kuyper has no more credentials to do what he's doing than my neighbor. And my neighbor's a postman, and he doesn't even have season tickets to the NFL. They're cutting away to Mel Kuyper, and he's like, well, well, yeah. I mean, Mel Kuyper started that business out of, I, his, I thought out about, of his basement. <laughs> I thought about this today because I was watching like a bunch of draft stuff yesterday from like the archives, and they have this series on NFL films called Caught in the Draft where they go like retrospective, like hour-long things of the draft. And I watched the 94 one, which was the first – which to your point, you said the draft it used to be a big deal – and they said 1994, which was this year, yeah. was when the draft became this weekend-long event that everybody was glued to, and mock drafts were all over the place, and right. Mel Kuyper became a big deal. Right. And this was the first time that Mel Kuyper was like on TV, and then here comes Bill Tobin telling him that you never put on a jock strap. You don't know what you're talking about. And, so, and how many draft uh, guides and gurus do we have now? Gazillions of them. Gazillions. gazillions too many them. to get into. And, and, but the, pop, the, the fact of the matter is the draft – you know, the draft gurus, you look at their records compared to general managers. The bottom line is it's, it's one of the most inexact sciences in the world. It's not a science. It's a complete crapshoot. And you try to do the best you can, but how you – in the end, you're trying to evaluate, you know, sometimes 19, 20, 21-year-old kids who are, who are leaving, you know, a collegiate atmosphere and moving on to the NFL, and, and it's just a completely different – other than the game is somewhat similar, and for many years it wasn't even that similar, and you're trying to how they're going to emotionally assimilate into professional football where, you know, you're a kicker, and now, you know, the livelihoods of giant men and their family are weighing on your right foot, <laughs> and suddenly you can't, you can't, 
even find the end zone with your with your kicks, <laughs> cough, Mr. Cough. Mr. Second Round Kicker. I mean, it just it's it, it and it's true. I mean, you I do these interviews. I remember interviewing the the late Gaines Adams um, and, and Roberto Aguayo and some of these guys, and you come away sometimes going. <laughs> Oh my God! This guy's completely overmatched. He's got no chance whatsoever. Deer in the headlights. Not gonna happen. And and, and and you know you just get vibes from certain guys, and you're like, how did they make that pick? It's kind of funny too, because I remember last year when the buck you were at in the uh, the Bucks yeah. media room yesterday or last year for the draft, yeah. and they drafted Luke Gedeke. And I remember texting you like, I really like this pick. This guy's because he, he had the whole clip that was going around about the glass eater. Yeah. And I remember you and you were on the call with him there, mm-hmm. and you were like, Eh, <laughs> I don't know about this guy. He really sounds like he's trying to convince me he's a really nasty dude, and I don't think he is. I really <laughs> That's exactly. Don't, I don't get it. I'm serious. Like it's funny to look back at it now yeah. after the way his rookie season went. But you were on the first day. You were 100 percent against that pick. I was not in on that at all. You know, it really felt like Jason Light had hit on these small guy, small school guys. And then he was, like, forcing the it's issue like, It's like, I found another one, and I'm like. Eh. Yeah, so to your point, you yeah. can kind of pick up some of these things when you speak to these guys right after. You really can. And so much of, you know, you can look at all the measurables you want, but how do you get inside here and here? You know, you just, you don't know. And, 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 and even, even if guys come off as great interviews or what have you, they're not in that position yet. They don't know how their body is going to react, how their mind is going to react to the pressure of, of football at a professional level and everybody else counting on you, you're, you know, grown-ass men you know, looking down at you and going, you better be good, kid, <laughs> or I'm going to kill you. You're in a locker room with a bunch of strange dudes, most of them older than you. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, tough, it's a tough ask. And so we sit here today not knowing what the hell the Bucks are going to do. Uh, which which way they're going to go, and I think it's fascinating. I think it's absolutely fascinating. I mean, I saw today there, all these GMs and executives are saying it's the most unpredictable draft it ever. Is. I really think, and it I is. feel like we say that a lot, but this year in particular, it does kind of have that kind of feeling. And it's because at the top of the draft, I mean, we think we know who the number one pick is. Let's be honest. I, I think we've we think known, we know. We've known who the number one pick is. I'm trying to go back for the last few years. It's been pretty certain. As I recall. The last time that I don't know who the number one pick was going to be, if I'm going back correctly, was in 2014. I wasn't sure that Jadavian Clowney was going to be the number one pick. Right, right. Because I right. thought Houston could have taken a quarterback there. Right, right. But they went Clowney. Every other draft, I, I want to say. Jameis and like Mariota, but we, you know, we knew that the Bucks had settled on Jameis. <laughs> they yeah. tanked the whole game to get Jameis. That's right. So, <laughs> how'd that work out? That's yeah. Good. Um, yeah, it, it's... It's it's going to be fascinating tonight, it's, and Greg Allman's going to join us at ten thirty. So we'll be talking about the Bucks, and we'll, uh, he covers the NFC South. So we'll see what the Falcons are up to. Will the Panthers take Bryce Young? There's still, you know, there's the odds in Vegas now, as of yesterday. Will Levis was four to one to go number one overall. He's all of a sudden now the favorite to go number two yeah. to the Texans. I saw yesterday on FanDuel, and I've seen which that came out of nowhere. And I, as of last week, mock drafts had him falling into the 20s. There's still mock drafts yeah. having him fall into the 20s. Yeah. His, his stock, to me, he's the one player in this draft that's all over the map. That's why I, can't I, that's get why a gauge I used on him it. in the open, because he could <laughs> fall. And, and you know, this guy was the – after his junior year, everybody was talking about, oh, wait till you know, when next year Will Levis will be the number one pick. He'll, will Levis will be the – I don't think anybody was saying uh, Bryce was going to be the number one pick. It, you know, it, they, it, but it was a tough. It was a tough year. 
you know, he obviously got injured, offensive line issues, lost receivers, all that stuff. So we'll see. And, and you know, we talked a lot about the Bucks, the re, why they would take a quarterback yesterday. Scott Reynolds was like, no, there's no way they're going to put three quarterbacks on the roster, which I agree with. If you if you draft a quarterback, you got to move somebody, which might be part of my perfect scenario for the Buccaneers that, that I will reveal later on in the show. Yes. Yeah, I, I think I think this this draft has an opportunity to to really reshape um, the Buccaneers, and I've I've used this template a lot. I love what the Eagles have done. By the way, watch watch the Eagles tonight. The Eagles almost won the damn Super Bowl, and they got two first round picks and one at of them ten, 10 and thirty. Yeah, and that's already a really good football team. If they hit tonight, I think we I talk, know. you were asking me who's the second best quarterback in the NFC yesterday. It's Jalen Hurts. Well, who's the number one? Duh. Baker Mayfield. Oh. <laughs> you know, that, that, is a, that is an interesting question. You know, and by the way, we got to talk about the Rodgers press conference yesterday. Who was that guy? I haven't seen that Rodgers in like a decade. Well, who the hell was that guy? <laughs> he found his barber. That's he found a barber sure. in, over there near MetLife, apparently. Yeah, he did. He found a barber <laughs> and he found a sports psychologist. He had all the right, you know, there was none of, it was like a schoolboy that was all in on the first day of school. I'm like, who the hell is this? Oh, OTAs, I'll be there tomorrow morning. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> Gutekunks is like, what? <laughs> what are you going to be in your, tomorrow? You're there and you're already at OTA? You've been OTAs in five years in Green Bay. Now you're at OTAs? Like tomorrow morning you're at OTAs? Voluntary? What the hell's going on here? Um, so, yeah. How, how, how renewed? <laughs> Did you hear his whole explanation of why the Packers couldn't get a hold of him? Oh, yeah. I mean, apparently... Which I, I, I could definitely uh, commiserate with. Apparently, $58 million per doesn't buy a good cell service. You, you can't buy a cell tower You can't that. buy a good cell tower well, You that. really can't. Yeah, uh, no. What are we doing over there in Green Bay? It, well, I think it's in Malibu. Like, the, 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 well, you don't have cell is that service the place in Malibu? That, is that the place that I he's think talking that he was about? talking about, yeah. Yikes. Uh, uh, and so, yeah, but, it, you know, you don't... You my, have, my favorite so one. So he can only FaceTime because it works with Wi-Fi. I'm like, yeah, you'll get Wi-Fi calling, too. That works, yeah. too. Just, you know, flip the thing on your phone. My favorite bit of his is one that actually happened after the press conference when they do, like, the little side thing with the media. Right. And one of the media members asked him, so, Aaron, what's a good number to reach you by? And he goes, <laughs> ask Adam Schefter. <laughs> That's a good one. And then Schefter responded on Twitter, already lost that number. Already lost that number. <laughs> And by the way, and you got to FaceTime him. Oh, oh yeah, uh, you got to FaceTime Rogers. Yeah, like you're going to FaceTime Rogers. Like, hey, what's up? Yeah, <laughs> what's up? Uh, all right, so we're going to get into our our draft scenarios here, and um, obviously uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning uh, facing elimination tonight at the hands of the Toronto Maple Leafs. I literally wrote that at some point today. I think on, on a tweet or something. Like this could be the last night of the of the Bolt season. Like I'm not prepared. I'm not, for that. I'm not prepared. I am not, I'm prepared, not prepared for that. that. I just like what? We usually we settle in for a nice, you yeah. know, at least to June, you know, right. let's like, settle in for wait, a little we're bit. We're not even to May yet. I know. What do you mean it's over? I'm thinking about it. Like we usually we go to June, and then we just have like one dead month, and then you yeah. come back for August, and it's football season, yeah. and the year just flies by like that. Yeah. If they get ousted here in April, I mean, after two shutouts in a row, please don't don't leave us to the Rays for the rest of this uh, this summer. This I mean, long the Rays are summer. doing a good job yeah. of keeping me invested, but they'll be fine. And we ought to talk, you know. A lot of chatter last night about the ticket prices for the upcoming Yankees. Yeah, we will get into that. Come on. What are we doing? Like, now they're opening the upper deck? Yeah, you can get tickets for $57 for upper deck tickets. What? 
What? <laughs> the reason we we're talking to open the upper deck tickets for for ten dollar tickets, not fifty seven dollar tickets. And this last series, we had not as many people at the trop because obviously it wasn't a weekend, but also the ticket prices weren't what they were. Yeah, but it's a premium opponent, you know. I've yeah, always it's under- also it's I've also always a, understood a that Monday, a Monday Tuesday. I get that, but I've always understood when it's like a premium opponent, like a Houston or New York or someone like that. I've always understood the ticket prices are going to be expensive. Fifty dollars for the third level, though, is not exactly what I was going for. No, necessarily. No, it's, I was it's like, going to be sixty after fees and like, everything. If you wanted to charge a fifty dollars ticket to sit in the outfield for this series, I got gotcha. you. Okay, it's a premium opponent. It's a weekend series. I get it. Fifty dollars for the outfield. That's fine. Fifty dollars for the third level. What am I paying for an outfield seat? Yeah, yeah, exactly. What am I paying for those corners that Which have been ten dollars all year? But what I hate is you got momentum now, and now you're going to turn around and price. Your own fans out of the out of the building again. It's going to be all Yankee fans. I, just, I, I think people are it. people are still going to show up. I think. No, they're not, the Rays fans aren't because they know that they can get the ten dollars tickets for I, other series. It's a big series, though. I know, but you, you watch it on TV, and then when you go, you pay the less money. It's, this is not an affluent fan base. Mm-hmm. It's just not. We know that those ticket prices don't work. They work for Yankee fans because it's a one off or a two off for them, but it doesn't work for Rays oh. fans. I'm not, I just don't understand. If you're going to open the upper deck and get the extra revenue, just sell it for – get the people in the building. Get your Rays fans in the building. Have a good home crowd because your team is playing well when you have a good home crowd. Why stop the momentum and go back to your old marketing stupid-ass price-your-own-fans-out-of-the-building idea? It's dumb. See what – Stu got in the meeting. <coughs> Stu got in the marketing meeting. Somebody let him in. He figured it out. They were giving him the wrong location, and he finally figured it out. And now here we are, $60 upper-level upper tickets. Come and get them. I mean, I'm a, I... And if I swear to God, if one of you people go, well, we're 25 now, but your price is not going up. Shut up. Shut up. I mean, I'm paying for the ticket. Okay, rich man. <laughs> I mean, I, it's, it's, not, it's not. It's. I'll be there on Marvel Day. Yeah, of course you'll be there on Marvel Day, yeah. I don't know. I just I think you got a good thing going. You got a good thing. And all the you know already the fans are bitching on on social media as they should, as they should. You got you got twenty thousand seats in the lower level to make your money on. Just throw them a bone. Throw them a bone. I don't. Get, I, don't raise listen, fans I don't. In. I don't disagree. I would have loved to seen those tickets be like in the ten to twenty range, but uh, it's what make, it is. Doesn't make any sense to me uh, whatsoever. Um, all right. So you know we we talked a lot about. Uh, the Buccaneer strap, but it is draft day, so I feel like we should we should kind of put a, a bow on this on on what you hope to come out with. Uh, on obviously, it's only going to be one pick. Well, it could be two picks tonight. You don't know. They could jump back in. Might be part of my perfect scenario. Um, when are we going to re- reveal this perfect scenario? I was going to wait till the end. You know, For the, the end, okay, you know, okay. Till we could do. I don't know. We should, we just bang we'll wait on to it. the end. We'll wait to the end. And I, and I also, you know, I, I heard a lot. Of, there's a lot of chatter out there. Well, the books say they're not going to trade Devin White. Uh, they can say whatever they want. I mean, this is lying season, right? So I think if there's an offer on the table, they have to they have to consider it. They have to don't care what Todd Bowles says or what Jason Light says in these meetings. There's and, and I think other teams know that he might be available with the right deal. So. And there's a lot, you know, there's a lot of teams with extra picks. Seattle has extra picks. To talk about the Eagles have extra picks. There's a, there's a lot of teams with extra, you know, multiple, 
multiple picks in the first round. And I think, you know, the big, and we're going to talk to Greg Allman here in a minute, this could reshape the NFC South dramatically, especially at the, at, at the quarterback position. Obviously, it's been reshaped already with, with Derek Carr coming in with the Saints. But, um, you know, the Buccaneers could also take a quarterback. You, you could have the Panthers and the Buccaneers taking a quarterback. I don't think Atlanta, you know, they're, I think they're pretty, pretty well set. They're going um, to go with Desmond Ritter and see what he could, see, see what he could give them. But I think the, the consensus as far as, I know, listening to Rick Stroud's podcast, he, he believes that the Buccaneers love their quarterbacks in Baker Mayfield and Kyle Trask, and, I, and they like them better than other people like them. That said, you rarely get an opportunity to draft guys that are this physically talented at 19 in the draft. And I don't, I don't know. I can't really predict what next year is going to bring, who's going to be quarterback hungry and all those. I just know what's on the table this year. And I see so many mock drafts where there are one of these top four quarterbacks is going to slip to 19. And there's, there's, you got to also keep in mind, Kyle Trask will be a free agent after next year. All right, Baker Mayfield will be a free agent after next year. You got no quarterbacks, zero. You got zero quarterbacks on your roster that are under contract for for more than one year. I mean, you need a quarterback. Now, it doesn't necessarily mean you've got to take one in the first round, but if in a situation like this where there are so many great edge rushers, there are a lot of good offensive tackles. Um, there's, you know, there's a running back that somebody's going to take before 19, I believe, in B. John Robinson. Is every mock draft I've seen almost has these quarterbacks, one of these quarterbacks, and I, I put Hendon Hooker in there as well because they had Hendon Hooker and Will Levis come in for one of their 30 visits as one of these quarterbacks being there at 19. And I just don't see, you know, especially if you can um, maybe throw in a first-round pick from next year and get some extra picks this year. I don't see how you pass on that. I just don't see how you pass on that in the situation that the Buccaneers are in. I think it, the eye test you look at, oh, they got Baker Mayfield, Kyle Trask. Let's see what happens here. They're good at quarterback. No, no. You've got to have a longer vision. And what if those guys, neither one of those guys is any good? You have a pretty good sample size on Baker Mayfield that he could be a good quarterback. He's not transcendent. He's, I don't think he's a guy that you're going to say, oh, my God, let's, um, you know, let's uh, – we have a little. Do we have a moment there? Is it just me? I think you dropped out of the stream here. I lost my internet. I lost left, my internet. Left me alone here. I know. Um, I don't think that there's a, a quarterback on this roster that I would say, okay, um, this is this guy's a, a no has a huge high ceiling, and he's going to be a Super Bowl worthy quarterback. I think you know. I think you could you win a Super Bowl with Baker Mayfield. I think it's possible. Oh please! I think it's possible. No, no, no. He, he won a playoff game. Yeah, four years ago. Yeah. Oh yeah, he's old now. <laughs> I went in a Super he's Bowl with now. Baker Mayfield. I, I said, could you? I'm not saying this year no. with the Buccaneers with no. this roster. I'm saying, could that guy win win a Super Bowl? No. Jalen Hurts almost won a Super Bowl last year. Trent Dilfer won a Super Bowl, bro. Come on. You can. You, this is still the same. Let's. let's I'm saying. I'm just saying. This is still you the Baker Mayfield who got cut after six games yeah, in Carolina. Okay. Yeah. But the, what a great franchise and a great coaching staff that they have. Okay. Yeah. I, what I I'm understand, saying, but what I'm saying is, with a great roster around him, is it possible? Can he throw the football? Can he run the football? Is he? Yeah. It's possible. But you. It's a long shot to to be to be to be zero point zero one. It's it's a long. Is Kyle Trask. You know, does he in the mold of a, of a of, do we think he's going to be a Super Bowl quarterback? Eh, 
No. We, we haven't had a whole lot of, of, of data to go on. I'm just going off my hunch so, on that one. So, yeah. I mean, the, the look at both of them, and you're like, yeah, probably not going to happen. We don't have a Super Bowl quarter, winning quarterback on the roster right now. I think that's a pretty good bet. I, I, when I'm saying that about Baker's, could he? Yeah, he could. He could in the right situation, right? So, but, you know, could. And, and I don't know if any of these four or five guys could either. You know, look at the numbers that, that Hendon Hooker put up in Tennessee. He could, And he is a great thrower of the football. I just love watching him throw the football. But he's not, you know, he's very thin. He's injury prone. And, you know, he's 20, 25, 26 years old, which I think is, is actually a plus in this particular situation. But, yeah, Will Levis, does he have upside? Yeah. Anthony Richardson? Oh, my God. What's the ceiling on that cat? You know? Uh, all these guys, you just don't know. And, and the more options you have, the better chance you have. But you've got so many other needs that you have to build around. There's going to be some good players at 19. So I, I think it's fascinating, but I definitely think quarterback is, is – it's a huge need. It's in play. At it's least. a huge at, at the, at the need. very least, it's in play. But I hear people say, uh, we, you know, we love our quarterbacks, and, you know, and, and, and I get it. I get it. You've got to build a roster. I'm, I get it. And maybe, you know, Jason Light is all intent on trading down. That's what we thought they were going to do from the very beginning. And there hasn't really been much talk about that lately. No, there has not. But has I, not. I still think that that's a possibility. Well, yeah, especially. I really do. Especially if the four tackles come off the board mm-hmm. before 19. Yeah. And maybe they're not crazy about if, let's just say the four tackles come off the board and like Nolan Smith and, and Van Ness or Murphy. Like, I feel like that's their doomsday scenario. Right. If all those guys are off the board at 19. Well, what's interesting is what if Van Ness... Uh, and I've seen a lot of mock drafts where uh, Murphy, Van Ness, and Nolan Smith are still there at 19. That and, seems unlikely, though, especially that, Nolan Smith. Well, I've seen some mock drafts where these guys, like two, one, or, one or two of them go. My point being is there's a lot of good edge rushers in the draft. Could you trade back from 19, pick up an extra second-round pick? Yeah, and I think you could still get a really good edge rusher. Exactly. I.e. a Derek Hall, and I think, E.J. Ogilari. And I think that's a, that's a dream scenario for, for Jason Light because he's, he's, made a, he's made a trade in every draft that he's drafted. So he's going to make a trade in this draft. You're really breaking T.J. Reeves' heart right now. Why is Talking that? about them trading out and everything. Oh, I know. Because poor guy. Well, I didn't say trade out of the first round. Poor, poor guy had to sit there for four hours last year on a draft show. <laughs> Waiting for the pick to come, only for them to trade out to make the first pick the next day. Nobody better than TJ, that's for sure, to do that. Uh, that man can just keep on talking. He just keeps on talking. Um, yeah, so, so, but I think they could, they could trade back from 19 to get to 22 or 23, pick up an extra second or high third round pick. I think, I think Jason Light would be very, very I, interested. I actually in would have no problem with trading completely out of the first round. Depending on what you com- get. Com- com- uh, trading completely out. And having a scenario, maybe you end up having three second-round picks. Yeah. Or you got two high twos and a three coming out of that. So all of a sudden, now you'd have two twos, higher ones, and then two threes. I would have no problem with something like that. Yeah. Because I think that's where the depth of this draft is. Yeah. Especially at the edge position where they need the linebacker position. That would be a perfect spot to grab one there. It would also be a perfect spot to grab a tight end if you want to go that direction. Because yeah. they got to add to that room as well. Yeah. And get your hands on one of these these top guys. So I think that's a really good play too. And you fill three positions of need right there. Whereas if you stay put to what you are right now, I don't know what you're going to get at pick 81 or whatever they have there in the third round. Yeah. I don't know what's going to be left there to try to fill and avoid right away. So I, I do like the idea of trading down. Yeah. 
and I think that's definitely on the board. So that's why tonight is so absolutely it's fascinating. So many different scenarios we could go through. So many different and, and I also think there's a, there could be a, a scenario where they trade out of the first round and pick up a first-round pick from ne- for next year. Maybe. Yeah, because I think, I think the Glazers would be like, you know, this is still kind of a rebuilding situation. Let's stock up yeah. with big, for a lot of picks next year when, when we get our salary cap in order. Um, we're, we're in better position to get more free agents. Yeah, I, I, think, I think everything's on the board. He's got to play the long game here. Yeah, you that's, got that. that's, that's the difference between we've been talking about, you know, how much influence Todd Bowles is going to have on this draft. And there, there might be a philosophy difference there because Todd is coaching for this year. Of course. And he should. He yeah, has to. Of course. But if you're Jason Like, your job as a general manager is to look ahead. Yes. So he's got to play that game. So that, I'm just curious how that and dynamic the, works. And the this ownership, year. too. Ownership's looking long term. Yeah. Ownership is looking long term. Um, you know, it, but it, it, that, it's fascinating. They could go anywhere or they could just, we got to sizzle now. You know, we got we to take advantage of the, we've got all these people, <laughs> we got all these season tickets and luxury boxes locked in. Oh, Todd Bowles would love. For a couple love. of years. Todd Bowles so would love. we got to get some sizzle. Yeah, Todd Bowles would love this. And I know Jason, like, I think everybody would love this, but it's very unlikely it's happening again. He'd love to get, you know, Worfs and Winfield, the situation yeah. like they had oh, then God, right yeah. away. Yeah. And get two, you know, Pro Bowl, all pro type players back-to-back like that. but They need to. They need to, but I don't know if the likelihood of that happening, though, Mm -hmm. because that's just such one-in-a-million chance, it feels like. All right, we'll take a break. We'll come back on the other side, and Greg Allman's going to join us. Uh, We are brought to you by the Jeeves Law Group, Bay Area Modern Medical Center, in our first hour. If you have been involved in an accident, get that personal attention from the Jeeves Law Group. Those big law firms sometimes, you know, you could get lost in the shuffle, but not at Jeeves Law Group. They will fight for you. And you will get that personal attention. That is the hallmark of the Jeeves Law Group, J-E-E-V-E-S Law Group.com at Bay Area Modern Medical Center. Get on that true body machine that they have over there. And it is doing wonders for people. So check that out at BAMMC.com. Back in three with Greg Almond. Stay with us. Guys, are you experiencing those feelings of getting older, lower sex drive, fatigue, hot flashes, moodiness, or you just don't feel like you had the vitality you once had? It's a chronic problem here in the United States. You're not just getting old. It's likely low testosterone. Studies over the last 20 years show a shocking decline in younger males aged 16 to 39. Older men have seen a sharp decline as well. So do something about it. Go see my friend Christopher Lugo at Bay Area Modern Medicine. Look, testosterone replacement is not a frivolous treatment. It takes a professional targeted approach that focuses on total body wellness, vitality, and emotional stability, not a one-size-fits-all approach like many clinics use. They will monitor your blood work and adjust your treatment as needed for optimal results. Folks, I've been on testosterone therapy for over six years, and it is a life changer. You will feel and look better than you did 10 years ago. Give them a call at 844-977-3477 or go to BAMMC.com. Tell them JP sent you for priority scheduling. That's 844-977-3477 or BAMMC. JP here for the Jeeves Law Group. Have you been injured in an accident, in an auto accident, truck accident, motorcycle accident, at work or at a place of business? Well, call the Jeeves Law Group and get the personal attention that you deserve. I made the mistake many, many years ago with going with one of the bigger law firms, the national law firms. And let me tell you, getting a call back from those folks was next to impossible. Weeks and weeks would go by never get a call back. That doesn't happen with the Jeeves Law Group. Personal attention is what they're all about. When you call the Jeeves Law Group, you will be part of the family. They will 
represent you in a vigorous and aggressive way against the insurance companies. These larger companies will promise bigger settlements, but it's the Jeeves Law Group that will get you the best results. If you're tired of dealing with these bigger law firms, check out the Jeeves Law Group. Go to JeevesLawGroup.com, tell them JP sent you, get a free consultation. It's the Jeeves Law Group. Scott Jeeves has been representing clients in the Tampa Bay area for over 25 years. Give them a call. It's a free call. 727-894-2929. 727-894-2929. Or go to JeevesLawGroup.com. Folks, there is no better place to shop for jewelry than the gold and diamond source. They are the family jewelers, and they will treat you like family. They'll make it a fun experience. People come from all over to shop at the Gold and Diamond Source because of their great customer service and incredible, impeccable reputation. No sales pressure, no intimidation, and they have the largest selection of hand-picked diamonds. And by the way, diamonds are the April birthstone. So this month only, they are offering 15% off their diamond birthstone collection available on just select products. And you've probably heard a lot about lab-created diamonds, folks. They hold no real value. You will have no resale value whatsoever with a lab-created diamond. And of course, it's fake. It doesn't mean as much. The Golden Diamond Source has plenty of options to accommodate any budget, folks. Interest-free financing up to five years, a layaway program, 20% down, and only six monthly payments. And, of course, the Diamond Savings Account, where you get full value of your diamond when you look to upgrade. It's all there for you at the Golden Diamond Source, 3800 Omerton Road, always online at thegoldendiamondsource.com. All right, this is for all you guys who don't want to go to the gym and do 5,000 crunches. At Bay Area Modern Medical Center, you can get on the new True Body Machine where you can reduce fat and tone up your muscle. It's like doing 54,000 crunches in just 15 minutes. Define your body as you see fit. True Body offers personalized muscle stimulation that delivers the equivalent of those 54,000 crunches in just 15 minutes. Just Get in touch with them at Bay Area Modern Medical Center, BAMMC.com. Chris Lugo and the team over there will set you up on True Body and get amazing results. Non-invasive with comfortable and little to no pain and zero downtime. You can isolate and target those areas that you want to improve and treat multiple areas simultaneously. It's an amazing machine, so check it out at Bay Area Modern Medical Center, BAMMC.com. Insurance coverage can be confusing and expensive. I mean, where do you start? Which companies can you count on to pay out fast and fair? Well, call the great folks at Italiano Insurance. It's a family-owned business. Jeff and Nat Italiano are carrying on the 60-year-plus tradition of giving amazing customer service and giving back to the community through their annual backpack drive for needy students and their support of the local pediatric cancer patients. But it's the customer service that sets them apart. They can shop all your insurance needs and save you big-time money. Don't hop on the Internet and waste time looking at some bogus reviews. Talk to knowledgeable agents and not some voice-generated robot. These are confusing times for homeowners, and Italiano's team of experienced professionals can provide the right coverage for every situation, home, auto, business, life. It's Italiano for all the pieces of your life. Call 813-877-7799 or go to italianoinsurance.com. Coming back at you. Now, more with JP on Fan Stream Sports. Only just begun. All right, welcome back on this draft day to the JP Peterson Show brought to you by the Jeeves Law Group and Bay Area Modern Medical Center. We thank them very much. Cannot wait for tonight. And uh, we turn to our good friend Greg Allman with Fox Sports, who covers the NFC South. And we're going to start with the Buccaneers. And good morning to you on draft day, Greg. How are you? 
Hey, doing well, JP. Hope you are too. Yes, absolutely. I'm very excited about tonight. I can't remember, even from a, a national perspective, well, especially from a national perspective, a more questionable draft. There just seems to be so much drama and intrigue. We don't even know who the first pick is, to be sure. I think a lot of people think it's Bryce Young, but, you know, here's Will Levis rocketing up the board in Vegas, right? Uh, so we just don't know. We don't know what Houston's doing at number two. I think there's a lot of intrigue. And, of course, I, and this is when I, when I talk about the Bucks draft, I say, we don't know, but let the draft come to you. The draft will determine what the Bucks do. I mean, I know that sounds cliche and obvious, but I think, you know, positions don't matter. You know, I just think the, the Bucks could go in so many directions. What's your overall take of, of where the Bucks are and where this draft goes? Yeah, a lot of the same sentiments. Um, you know, it's a cool thing in that we, we spend so much time trying to figure out where everyone's going to go and trying to put the pieces in the puzzle. And, and you get to this point where it's actually draft day and you can just appreciate uh, the chaos of it and yeah. the uncertainty yeah. of, of we they don't know. So I don't know why we would possibly think we know. Um, and it's cool that way because right. it will unfold uh, with some real surprises tonight. I mean, it's one of those where somebody's going to be right because I think everybody's kind of thrown a lot against the wall to see what sticks. But, um, no, it's exciting. And for the Bucks at 19, obviously, like you said, um, you can have a good idea. You can play out the scenarios of who's likely to be there. But there are going to be wrenches thrown in that. Um, I still think going in that they – they try and take advantage of the depth of tackle there, but you know we don't know if two tackles are off the board at 19 or if four or five tackles right. are off the board. And I don't think they uh, – I think Jason, Jason Light's been really good over the years about not uh, reaching. If, if he thinks his guy is there but might be there in five spots, he'll trade down, he'll pick up a third rounder. Um, he's done you know pretty active in terms of making his rest fluid, trading up, trading down. And I think that could be the case again tonight, honestly. Um, it wouldn't surprise me at all if they slid down three, four spots. Yep. Um, I don't know that they have anything that they would really be so compelled they want to trade up for just because they've got lots of needs. And I yep. think, you know, to give up the capital it takes to move up in the first round, that's more something you see when you've got a, a close-to-finish product like they had a couple of years ago. Or extra picks to work with, which they're trying to uh, right. you know, get more picks than, than give them up. So I, I totally agree with you there. And I think it's fascinating to talk about the quarterback position because it is the most important position. And, and while you sit here and say you got Baker Mayfield and you got Kyle Trask, and having two is a lot to compete, having three would be ridiculous almost. But that said, you don't have any con- any quarterback under contract in two seasons. Zero. Baker is a free agent. Kyle will be a free agent. So you got nothing, and you don't know if either one of those guys are it. And you could have a right. situation where a very talented guy – falls to you how are right. you how, how are you reading the bucks in the quarterback position in this draft I, I i agree very much i don't know that there are very many nfl teams that have less invested in the quarterback position than the bucks have right now right i mean baker mayfield they're excited about but it's, it's a one-year four million dollar deal right. which there are backups in this league making more than that kyle trask again they they want to know who he is they're excited but this is two years into his contract he's played nine nine snap or nine passes you know right so I don't know that they need – it's not like you have to give up next year's one to jump up to ten and grab somebody. But a lot of these mocks right now have some of these guys that we've seen as top ten picks or top five picks dropping much more than that. So, uh, like, multiple guys yesterday in their final mock had the Bucks getting Anthony Richardson at 19. Yeah. And that's a guy that some people saw at three or at four and honestly still could be at one of those spots tonight. But if he fell, it's, it's – obviously there are other – 
you know, what we've identified as positional needs for this team. But if you don't have a quarterback, you're in a different tier of NFL team, you know. So I think anytime you don't have one, if you can get one without having to reach, that's a great opportunity. And I think that's something where unless they just, unless it's like a guy they just weren't sold on, it makes a lot of sense for them if, if a Levis or an Anthony Richardson, or I don't even know if Hendon Hooker falls into the because Hendon Hooker's a guy who won't be ready right away, and maybe it's okay that you have exactly. Mayfield draft for a year, exactly. and then you, you can really kind of think of him as a 24 draft pick you're getting a year early almost. And to the point of taking a quarterback if one's there, I would probably get the feeling that Todd Bowles would maybe be against that because he's obviously coaching for probably his job this year, but obviously Jason liked it's his job to look long-term and, and play the long game. So how do you think that dynamic kind of works this year of having a coach who needs to win now versus a GM that always tries to play the long game? And how much say do you think Todd probably has in this draft this year? Um, I mean, I think both of them have been really good about thinking long-term versus short-term. You know, I mean, Bowles was the coach when they took Trask in the second round. You know, I guess, sorry, I guess he wasn't. Now I look back on things. But uh, they had the same urgency and the same combination of what can help them three years from now with what they need today and what they need in week one. So, I get what you're saying in that, like, if you take a left tackle and then that solves that part of the puzzle, that's probably better for them in terms of do they win the NFC South in 2023? Are they good enough that everybody is back next year? Those are probably the most immediate solutions. But um, you know, if you have an exciting young quarterback, that can also buy a coach a year. You know, I mean, if they went to a rookie – and the rookie played well, but they didn't do as well as a result, sometimes that's something that can kind of give a longer lease to a coach. Is, a, hey, you did have this record, you did do this, you did fall short, but you could have been, but you were working with a younger quarterback, you were, you know, it, it adds to the idea that there's a long-term plan. So I think quarterback can definitely do that. I, I totally get what you're saying, uh, but I do think, for the most part, Bowles and Light have been pretty good about keeping an eye on the future. You know, it, it's, it's hard to balance that sometimes. Especially when, like you said, I mean, if things don't go well, people could be in different jobs next year. Yeah. Um, but I think they've been good about that. Greg Ahmed joining us here from Fox Sports covers the Bucks and, of course, the NFC South. Um, I, I think the most likely scenario is if one of those tackles is there, um, that the Bucks will probably make that move because I think there's really four good ones. Most of the mocks have have one of those tackles falling there. I think, and, and that's a solid pick. And you put you, you put him at right, whoever it might be, at right tackle, and, and Tristan goes to left tackle, and you've got Ryan Jensen. I mean, you you have a solid offensive line. If you for for any quarterback you may draft next year, it's just it's the safest, it's the maybe the smartest and the most likely pick. Is that where you, what you're thinking? Yeah, I just feel like I always feel like the draft is lining up the talent that's available versus what you need. And then the value of those positions, you know. Right. So there are sometimes where your biggest need aren't at positions that are really valued that much in the draft. So like the Bucks could use a nickel tonight, yep. absolutely. But that's not necessarily a, a position you address at number nineteen in the draft. So right. even if you can get your pick of the nickels in this draft, and you can get a super smart guy like Brian Branch, it might not be the most uh, value use of that nineteen pick. Left tackle is one of those premier positions where if you have a good one, you, now you're paying like $22 million a year for it. So you have a chance to get a good one, left tackle or right tackle, if it works left tackle. But now you get one at 19. I mean, you're paying that guy, you know, you're not paying $22 million over five years. Exactly. So it, it's a chance to get value and kind of steal 
from the most expensive positions in the NFL and get them on the cheap for a couple of years. And we see that most with quarterback. Just if, if you're a good quarterback, it's going to be fifty million and not twenty million. But tackle isn't far behind there. Greg Alma joining us here. Where, where are you on the Devin White situation? And I know Todd Bowles has said we're not trading him. Jason Light said we're not trading him. Eh, it is lying season, so <laughs> I, I don't know. I think if there's an offer on the table that's at least includes a second round pick, I don't know how you don't trade him in this situation, simply because of the money you have to pay him now and the money that he wants later on down the line. And we heard Bruce Arians say the other day, "You want your money, go earn it." I don't know if Devin. Right. <laughs> I don't know if Devin liked that, but not that Bruce is, has has a, a whole lot of pull right now. But I think that that's the sentiment of a lot of people in the building. Um, where are you at on Devin White and what's going to happen with him? Yeah, um, it's not a good situation that you no. don't want. You don't see any player asking for a trade, especially a three-year captain. You know, that's the thing. Yeah. It's going to be tricky for Devin White. I don't think the Bucks have any intention of trading him. I don't think there's enough interest to make it compelling for them to trade him. Um, so now you have training camp, and he has to kind of just kind of go back hat in hand and say, hey, guys, I'm excited about this season. I think we're going to be a great team. Um I definitely want to be here, you know, and it's, you know, I think players have a way of smoothing this, those things out, so it's going to be fine. I don't think there's going to be some offer. Everybody thinks that, you know, they can take Devin White in 19 and get up to, like, number three in the draft or something. No. He doesn't have that kind of value no. for the league. So um, if, you know, the only thing that would make it reasonable to trade him is if you really like the linebacker in this draft. If, yeah. if Drew Sanders from Arkansas is the guy you want and you trade down in the first round and he's there at 28 or something – and you've got Devin White's old job filled, and somebody says, hey, we'll give you a, you know, a three for Devin White or something, you can move on. You can make that decision rather than doing it a year from now or, or not doing it all. Right. Um, you can just make the decision to move on. I really think that takes a couple things coming together with them finding a linebacker they really like and getting him and having a willing trade partner. Um, I think it's more likely that this is just a really big year for Devin White. And if he plays like he did the Super Bowl year, he's going to be a $20 million a year linebacker. And if not, it, it's kind of a Quan Alexander situation where you have a guy who was really promising and made a Pro Bowl and then was gone and got a lot of money somewhere else. And just kind of surveying the uh, the rest of the NFC South, and I'll, I'll focus on Carolina with that number one pick. And, I mean, despite the smoke that's coming on here late of what's going to happen, it, it has felt like Bryce Young. Uh, do you get the feeling that that's who they're zeroing in on? And, and I know you wrote this week also – that there's never been, this is crazy, there's never been a first overall pick, I think you wrote, that a quarterback that's ever won a division, and it does feel like whoever that is, especially if it's Bryce Young, they would have the best chance to do that this year. Would you agree? Yeah, yeah, really cool. And, and again, it feels like Bryce Young right now, they've gone out of their way, and this is as much a programming note as it is a strategy, <laughs> not to tell everyone what they're doing. Yeah. Um, it adds to the drama tonight. But, yeah, Bryce Young does line up with what they want um, and it's a great situation. I, I, I kind of wrote this week about how, you know, the only time in the last 20 years that a, a number one overall quarterback has gone to a team with more than four wins was when the Rams traded up and got golf in 16. And obviously that didn't work out together very well. Right. But, uh, but Bryce Young is going to enter a situation not only with a seven-win team, but with a team that was a game out of first and has done a lot in that in terms of coaching and talent. Um, and is still in a pretty bad division. So he's got a you know a real chance to, to make an impact at a level that really, I mean, I, I guess you'd point to Andrew Luck as the last time you had a, a r- rookie quarterback, a number one overall pick that can come in, 
play well and lead their team to a winning record as a rookie. But that's very much in play for him. Greg Alma joining us here. Um, the Falcons are interesting. I think, honestly, um, you know, think of the last game what you will, but they beat the Buccaneers. The, the, the other game, they're a, uh, a bad roughing the passer call away from probably winning that game against the Buccaneers. So I think this is a team on the come. I, their, their coach, Arthur Smith, I, it, it looks like a very interesting team. And here they sit at number eight and uh, 44. And I, they think they have their quarterback in Desmond Ritter. They're probably going to go edge rusher, I think, at eight. What do you see the Falcons doing? And, and, and could they, they be the team that kind of moves surprisingly ahead of the Buccaneers and maybe the Saints to win this division? Yeah, I mean, the Falcons were, were like, very uh, surprisingly vocal in their support of, hey, Desmond Ritter's our guy. Yeah. Even Taylor Heineke comes in, and he's like, I'm going to be the best backup to Desmond I can be. Right. Um, and there just wasn't a whole lot. I mean, he had four games. He had two wins. But like you said, one of them was kind of a, a gimme win against the Bucks, and they didn't necessarily care that much about it. Um, at the end here in the last two weeks, they brought in some of these quarterbacks. So they've looked at some of these guys. I think there was a realization of, like, hey, the you know, one of these top four, two of these top four might be there at eight where you don't even have to trade up and you can get one. If they don't go quarterback, and it's still probably most likely they don't, they need a pass rusher. They need an edge, absolutely. Um, I think the number is that the last two seasons they have 23 fewer sacks than every other team in the NFL. Wow. Um, and didn't do – I mean, they got Calais Campbell, but he's 36. They, right. they need a, a stud. They need someone to come in and be a double-digit sack guy. Um, you know, they tried to get that – with Tack McKinley, with Vic Beasley. They've tried to do that in years past, but they need to hit on that. And there's definitely guys they can do, they can find at eight. Um, it's kind of all over them. I don't think Terry Wilson will be there. You could see like a, you know, you could see a Nolan Smith there. You could see uh, Mouse Murphy. There's definitely some guys they can get that would really help them as, as just adding a strong, dominant, starting outside linebacker uh, to join. I mean, again, they, they've done a lot. To their defense in the last month and a half here to really upgrade yeah. in terms of adding David Onyemata, adding Calais Campbell, adding you know Caden Ellis and Jesse Bates and Jeff Okuda and Mike Hughes. There's just probably six starters they've added to this defense already. So it'll be an upgrade. They got a new coordinator in Ryan Nielsen who came in from the Saints. Um, they'll be much better. I just think this is that's probably the best spot that they've neglected a little bit. And as we move to the Saints, obviously their big offseason move, bringing in Derek Carr. Uh, they're sitting there at 29 with a pick from San Francisco through Miami and Denver, <laughs> the lonely 29 pick that's made the rounds. Yeah. Um, wh- where do you think the Saints are going? How, what would their qu- your quick projection for what that team looks like next year? Yeah, they're a little harder to peg just because it's later and they have a ton yeah. of needs. Um, D-line makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah. Um, they lost. You know, David Animata, they lost Shai Tuttle, they lost Contavious Street. They, they've lost, uh, I think, basically three of their top four defensive linemen from last year. And they did a good job to get Nathan Shepard. They went and got, um, they've addressed it. I just don't think they have a, a, a future starter. I mean, they, they have to start thinking about that defensive front eventually not having um, the leaders they've had in terms of guys like Cam Jordan and stuff like that. So uh, a big D lineman inside would make a lot of sense to replace what they lost. Um, Mazzy Smith from Michigan is a guy that, that pops up there at 29 a lot. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you had them going tight end today. They're, they're hard to read um, just because they've got a little bit of need everywhere. Um, you know, I feel like they've done a good job in free agency to fill a lot of the, the holes they had as a result of kind of the, the cap troubles they were in. But, uh, you know, could go corner there. 
they're, they're a little harder to read, but I would probably start with D-line if I had to pick. All right, Greg. So what's your plan for tonight now that you have to cover three teams in the NFC South and not just yeah, the Yeah, no, I'm, I'm here. I'm in Tampa. Um, you know, Early on, I kind of wondered if I go to Carolina, you go to Kansas City, go to the draft because they have the number one pick. But I'm here, so I'll be at one buck just like any other year, um, which is nice um, and busier than most years. Yes. And normally, it's kind of like you're, you're just kind of watching uh, curious what's happening in the rest of the league, but not having to worry as much. So, one, eight, nineteen, and twenty-nine are the four NFC South picks. So that's when I'll be busy. And then yeah. again, there could be trades up, trades down. But it's exciting that all four. Um, you got a quarterback at the top. You could have, you know, a quarterback or Bijan Robinson at eight. Uh, the Bucks will be plenty of excitement all by themselves. And and yeah, no, it, it makes it a little bit more chaotic because you're you're trying to keep track of four teams at once. Uh, but exciting at the same time. All right, tough question for you on the way out. If you were going to draft the worst fan bases on Twitter in the NFC South, <laughs> and, and I mean worst is in the one yeah. that you roll your eyes or give you the worst headaches, how would you rank them? <laughs> well, that's tricky because I know it's one of those where, like, I mean, 90% of my followers are still probably Bucks followers. Right, right. So you'll, you'll tweet out uh, Carolina news, and it's, I mean, the most – most of the replies you get are like annoyed Bucks fans about it or stuff like that. So it's—I don't know that I have a real accurate read on the four. Okay. Uh, the Saints were probably the most problematic, um, just in terms of, um, you know, I mean, they're, they're, I think there are good and bad fans on every fan of base. Course, but, I mean, of the, the Saints had people that were cheering for injuries and all kinds of fun <laughs> like that. So New Orleans. Um, That's so I New don't Orleans. know that. Yeah, I don't know that there's enough personality to Falcons Twitter for me to know them very well. Um, Carolina, I think, has been exciting this spring just because it's all been positive. And, you know, your team trades up for the number one pick. Your team jumps out in front and gets the first head coach and gets a really strong staff. So I think there's an excitement there, yeah. um, you know, where there probably hasn't been in a couple of years. Yeah, when I worked for the Falcons for a couple of years, that, that Twitter base can be rough. They can be, and they've, they've had a lot of disappointment. So, but uh, yeah, they are uh, they're, they're every bit as bad as the other ones. I can tell you that. All right, Greg, thanks, man. Appreciate your time as always. Follow oh, no up tonight at Greg Almond on Twitter, and you'll have all the news in the NFC South and the Bucks. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate it. Oh no problem. Take care. Enjoy the draft this week. Yes, absolutely. It's going to be fun. Um, yeah, yeah. There's New Orleans fans. Oof. They do root for injuries. Well, that's they are they are brutal. Well, that's because their team actually. Roots for injuries as well, and, and <laughs> creates injuries and and, yeah. and injures players on purpose. Yeah, Chris thanks. Godwin. Thanks for giving me the the eighty percent Chris Godwin this year. Yeah, thank you for that. And of course, taking him away at the end of twenty one. Although I'm I'm I glad think. to see that that guy's long gone out of that building. Finally, who's that? Uh, C.J. Gardner Johnson. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it, it, it's going to be interesting is at the end of this weekend because we we talk about tonight. It's it, you know this is a, a whole weekend thing, and where are we going to be on Monday? with what the Bucks are looking at. And um, I think they have an opportunity to do really well. And you hear people say, oh, you know, there's only – I think I heard one of the draft geeks this morning say, I only have uh, – a Ryan Leaf said, I only have 21 first-round grades in this class. That's probably even more than some guys have. Yeah, I've, I've heard a lot of that. And I'm like, eh. you know, how do you determine a first-round grade? I mean – it's just, I mean, just the NFL draft is littered with all pros in the second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh round. I mean, it's just, you just never, it's such a crapshoot. So I, I don't buy that. Well, I think that I look at, you know, I look especially at the edge rusher, uh, corners. Um, it, it, to me, it goes by position. Like each and every year, it seems like, 
and they're not a lot of good tight ends, or there's, whoa, there's a lot of good, like this year, like you can get a really good edge rusher at 50 where the Bucks well, sit in the second you, round. If you sort of go position by position, there's five quarterbacks who are going to go in the first round in all likelihood. I believe that. But I don't think all five of them consensusly are graded as first-round picks. History tells us there'll be one or two good ones. Yes, right? So that's quarterback. Running back is Bajan Robinson and Jameer Gibbs. That's the only two that have a chance going in the first round. Yes, but the, who's the kid from Tulane? I love that. Tajay Spears. He's not going to be a good NFL you're, you're pro? You're going to find more of your value in, yeah, the, in, the, not, in the middle round. He's going to be a great pro. Yeah. He's going to be, unless so he gets injured, he's going to be a great pro. That's running back. Yeah. Tight end probably may, might have three to four because it's a really good tight end draft. The tackles are four. Yep. There's probably maybe one guard, maybe, right? A lot of people have Skronsky. As a guard, guard yeah. yeah. So maybe there's one guard. Receiver, it sounds like the receiving draft, it's, it's Jackson Smith and Jigba. And that's it. And that's I don't it believe that. from the first-round talents. I don't believe that for a second. And then you have, like, you know, like probably four edge rushers, zero linebackers probably are first-round guys, pretty deep at corner, probably four or five guys there, and then probably one safety. So if you add that all up, I'd probably get around 20. Yeah. You know. But again, I see. I, we talk it's about, all very subjective. We talk about though. safeties, you know, and I know I'm a homer when it comes to Jamie Robinson, but I, that kid can play. He can play in this league. You know, say he's not a first round talent. Well, let's see. Let's let's say, you know, a talent is normally associated with, you know, uh, forty speeds and, and broad jumps and all this stuff. Oh, he's not a first round talent because he ran a four six two, whoever it might be. You know, I'm like Jerry Rice ran a four six five. <laughs> he's the greatest yeah. receiver to ever play the game. You yeah, know, because and, you know, forties don't translate into you know quick time, quick in and out of breaks, great hands, great instincts, any of that stuff. Yeah, and it's it's interesting, like the whole like how you have to really map it out. Like production in college, we know now doesn't re- always translate over a lot of times to the NFL. It does. And like a good example I bring to that is like edge rusher is one of those positions. Like Trayvon Walker had thirteen sacks in his career at Georgia. Yeah. And he got drafted first overall over the guy who had, you know, almost like 20 sacks in a season. Yeah, yeah. Right? So there's the example there. Uh, if you recall Carl Nassib when he was at Penn State, he was like the best pass rusher in the Big Ten. Yeah. And he fell to, like, I want to say, the second or third round, and he's turned out just to be, you know, an average pro. An average pro. Right? Yeah. Whereas Jadavian Clowney, which I think they might have been in the same class, not really as much college production as you like, but just a freakish athlete. He goes number one. Right. So it's, it's and had a, had a checkered career to say the least. Exactly, and yeah. I think he's still a free agent, if I'm not mistaken, yeah. right now. No. So it's again, it's one big puzzle that you have to kind of put together, and that's again, that's why I say like this whole draft process, it's so drawn out. There's so much room to nitpick these guys, and I almost wish that it was like up a month. Yeah. So we wouldn't do that because I bet the things would look a lot different. Oh, I think you're right. Imagine if we had the draft in February, like right after the Super Bowl. You know, we have all these shenanigans. It's kind of how the NBA draft is. Yeah. It's not long after the season ends and we have the NBA draft. Yeah. I bet, I bet teams would be a lot more accurate <laughs> because they, they could be going more on the tape than they would any yeah, of the Yeah, I, I, that's my thing. Stuff. I yeah. think we get away from the tape way too much yeah, when it comes to draft do. time. Absolutely we do. Like, and, and I think Warren Sapp has been quoted about this. Like, I'm not running any 40-yard dashes during the game. No. <laughs> like, I'm not doing that. No. Nor am I lifting 250 pounds. No. You know, on the on the 50 yard line. No. No. It's it, turn on the damn tape and watch watch what's going on. And the combine is just I don't know. It, it, how many times have we seen these combine warriors just absolutely flatline in the NFL? So often. It's crazy. 
All right, we'll take a break. Uh, by the way, Corey Long's going to join us at 11.30, so will he get his take on the draft? He th- studies a lot of these college players, really knows them well. So while we're going to get uh, dive down and, and find some gems from Corey Long when we he joins us at 11.30. Of course, he also covers the Bolts, so we'll talk some hockey with him. We're going to talk some hockey when we come back. We'll hear from John Cooper, and we'll set up tonight's Game 5 in Toronto. Stay with us. There is no better place to shop for jewelry than the Gold and Diamond Source. They are the family jewelers, and they will treat you like family. They'll make it a fun experience. People come from all over to shop at the Gold and Diamond Source because of their great customer service and incredible, impeccable reputation. No sales pressure, no intimidation, and they have the largest selection of hand-picked diamonds. And by the way, diamonds are the April birthstone. So this month only, they are offering 15% off their diamond birthstone collection available on just select products and you probably heard a lot about lab created diamonds folks they hold no real value you will have no resale value whatsoever with a lab created diamond and of course it's fake it doesn't mean as much the golden diamond source has plenty of options to accommodate any budget folks interest-free financing up to five years a layaway program 20 percent down and only six monthly payments and of course the diamond savings account where you get full value of your diamond when you look to upgrade it's all there for you at the golden diamond source 3800 homerton road always online at the golden diamond source.com all right this is for all you guys who don't want to go to the gym and do 5,000 crunches at bay area modern medical center you can get on the new true body machine where you can reduce fat and tone up your muscle it's like doing 54,000 crunches in just 15 minutes define your body as you see fit true body offers personalized muscle stimulation that delivers the equivalent of those 54,000 crunches in just 15 minutes just get in touch with them at bay area modern medical center bamc.com chris lugo and the team over there will set you up on true body and get amazing results non-invasive with comfortable and little to no pain and zero downtime you can isolate and target those areas that you want to improve and treat multiple areas simultaneously. It's an amazing machine, so check it out at Bay Area Modern Medical Center, BAMMC.com. Well, Fitz the Mortgage Guy did it again. A listener heard his ad was going to another big bank, but called Scott Fitzgerald at American Mortgage Services of Tampa, and Fitz saved him $618 on his monthly payment. Are you kidding me? Folks, that's big money. Rates are going up, they're going down, they're going all over the place. Scott will shop your loan and save you lender fees and get the best rates. Email him, scott at amstampa.com or call 813-294-7595. That's Fitz the Mortgage Guy. Lots of stuff going on right now and these rates are going all over the place. You need somebody knowledgeable in the market that will work hard for you and get you the best deal. That's my man Scott. He's done three loans for me, done thousands of loans for local folks here, works with a lot of the coaches and players in the area. He's the guy. 813-294-7595 or go to scott at amstampa.com. Insurance coverage can be confusing and expensive. I mean, where do you start? Which companies can you count on to pay out fast and fair? Well, call the great folks at Italiano Insurance. It's a family-owned business. Jeff and Nat Italiano are carrying on the 60-year-plus tradition of giving amazing customer service and giving back to the community through their annual backpack drive for needy students and their support of the local pediatric cancer patients. But it's the customer service that sets them apart. They can shop all your insurance needs and save you big-time money. Don't hop on the Internet and waste time looking at some bogus reviews. 
Talk to knowledgeable agents and not some voice-generated robot. These are confusing times for homeowners, and Italiano's team of experienced professionals can provide the right coverage for every situation, home, auto, business, life. It's Italiano for all the pieces of your life. Call 813-877-7799 or go to italianoinsurance.com. Let's go. Right now. Back to the show with JP on FanStream Sports. All right. Welcome back to the JP Peterson Show on this draft day and hockey day. Game five tonight coming up uh, with the Toronto Maple Loafs. And, you know, we saw it last night. Florida Panthers went in to Boston, into the vaunted garden last night and uh, won in overtime over Boston where they were, uh, I think, vastly outplayed in that game. Boston was was buzzing. The entire the place was on fire, but Florida hung in there. They got uh, – and they get a an overtime goal from Kachuk as uh, Olmark comes out to play the puck in overtime. Absolutely disastrous decision. Tries to put it back up the boards and puts it right on the tape. I forget who who got the assist on that, but Kachuk comes in a little deep and he's got the wide open net and just buries it. And it just – the gasp and they're kind of like Emily Arena – uh, on Monday night. It was beautiful, though. It was beautiful. But it's not your team. It's beautiful. It was beautiful. And, you know, if the Lightning are to survive, this is a good thing, is, you know, Boston won't be sitting there resting for a week and a half. Yeah. So they've got to go back to to Florida now, and who knows what happens in this series. And look at the way road teams continue to play. Wow. It's amazing. In the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, is home ice really? I mean, look at this series, for crying out loud. The Lightning and by the two. way, I, we were... Can you look up real quick what the penalties were last night with Boston and uh, in Florida? There was a there was a, I, I put it up on Twitter last night. Last night when um, it was McAvoy just re- reaches down and just slams his stick into the foot of Sam Bennett right after uh, a, a play in front of the net, just slashes him down, yeah. hits him in the foot. Bennett goes down and then he takes the back of his head. Hits him in the back of the head and shoves him to the ice right in front of the referee after the whistle, and this is about with about three minutes left in the game. Yeah, and uh, there's and there's no penalty. I saw that. Okay, yeah. like it, it contrast that with what Zach Bogosian did with three minutes left the other night and got and drew the penalty that that evened the game. I mean, are you kidding me? He has to stick between his legs. The guy falls flat on the ice, barely gets tripped. They call tripping, and that's not a penalty. How is that not a penalty? How is that not a penalty? Again, there's no consistency from, from referee crew to referee crew. Yeah. There's no consistency. Um, Boston had five power plays last night, and Florida only had two. <laughs> and that's not a power play. That's not a penalty in that situation. Apparently not, no. Ben is just, just – I mean, he did get a little bit of a cross-check on McAvoy, but nothing violent. It was more of a shove. Yeah. And, and then he turns around and just takes his stick and just slams it down on his, on his skate. And Bennett goes down and he it hits him in the back of the head and throws him to the ice and then goes yeah. to town on him. And I, I'm like, <laughs> how is that not a – Sean McDonough, who's a Boston guy through and through, is like, boy, he's fortunate not to get a penalty there in that situation. I'm like, oh, my God. Like, what the hell? I mean, do you think that maybe the rep – maybe the NHL wants Toronto and Boston? You think? Maybe. You can build a case for it. Maybe they don't want uh, Florida and Tampa Bay? You, you, really? Hmm. Oh, that's shocking to me. But anyway. Um. It, it, it's just the thing, too. It's like when you have a game, though, like when we're talking about penalties and everything, and this series with the Lightning and, and Maple Leafs has been so just kind of mucked up by a lot of penalties, and I've talked about how it's ruined the flow of some of these games. Like 
contrast that, I watched Edmonton in Los Angeles the other night, and I think there's only three penalties in the entire game. Yeah. And I just got to see this unbelievable skill on display. And nine goals, nine goals together, and there was just so much skill, and it flowed really well. It was a really good played playoff game. And I think a lot of these games in the playoffs, I can't say that about because there's like so many different discrepancies with with calls and non calls and other things like that. It happened last night in Seattle and in Colorado, and quite frankly, it changed the game. There was a point where McKinnon got got kind of he got slashed pretty hard down in the in Colorado's offensive zone. I think he broke his stick and everything, and he's yeah. going crazy. Like, what the hell? And what happened, I think, was he ended up having to go to the bench get a new stick. And in the meantime, Seattle was going the other way. They score, and the reason why they scored was because there was a man wide open, and it was McKinnon's man because he had to go to the bench. And it changed the entire game. And, you know, the crowd boos like crazy, and Seattle gets the winner to go up 3-2. But it's been a big problem, I think, in the playoffs, though, Yeah. with these non-calls and calls. The, the lack of consistency, the consistency is remarkable. It's just remarkable. And... You know, and it it varies from crew to crew. It varies the timing of the game, and it, it all seems to be you know running in the ways of of you know getting bigger market market teams to stay in the playoffs and and, and get better ratings. Which I, you know I don't, I'm not sitting here make, making up some conspiracy theory, but it's just it's ridiculous. Well, let's how, be honest. Is it in the great? Is it in the best interest of the league to have the Lightning and the Stanley Cup three years in a row? No. It's not. It's not really. No, it's not. <laughs> Just be honest about it. Is it? And do they literally? Do Do you think they want to? Ha- would, would they would rather have a Boston Toronto? Of course. Matchup than a Florida than another Florida Lightning matchup like uh, we had last year. Of course. Of course they do. But don't make it so freaking dramatic. I mean, it's ridiculous. I mean, the worst case scenario for the league is to have Florida and Tampa in the second round, and to have probably New Jersey. And Carolina, yeah, in the second round. Absolutely. That's just completely nightmare scenario for the league, right? If we're being honest, there. Yeah. But I hate being that guy that that goes down that route because, I mean, again, anything's believable nowadays, right? But, Is it just so hard to ref the game in a responsible, consistent way? I, of course, Gary Bettman believes they have the best officials the in best all of sports. In all of sports, no problems. Delusional, <laughs> delusional, delusional. Um, yeah, but. Also, too, last night I handed it to, to Florida for getting that back, and I like how they went to Bobrovsky yesterday. Boy, and, did he play well. And you talk about a guy that looked like he was ready to go. He stopped 47 shots, including the save of the season so far is oh. on, on Brad Marchand. Coming down on a breakaway with three, two, and shoots it, and a pretty good shot, a hard shot, and Bobrovsky sticks the pad out great save. to give themselves. It was a great save. Great and save. Good for that, that, dude. And that situation? Yeah. That place, there. That place would still be full and rocking, if 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 if, if Marshawn scores that goal with point two left to win the series in that situation, I mean, he's got to be kicking himself. He's got to be really kicking himself. That was I was when he's coming down the ice. I'm like, oh and, and no. For the way, and for oh way to... no. You want to talk about a gut punch for Boston fans? I mean, you Lightning fans, you got it twice this weekend. Yeah, you got it twice. You got two two George Foremans to the solar plexus. The Boston fans today are hurting. That was a gut punch. Oh, that was great. I mean, they couldn't. But they're still up. I love it. I mean, Boston, they couldn't finish off Florida. The Celtics were unable to put the Hawks away. How about that? How a, about, what a shot by Trey Young. By Trey Did Young. You that took thing? that game over. Oh, my fourth God. Quarter. So, I, I love 30 it. feet <laughs> just pulling up in that situation? He's not Curry, but. <laughs> that, sir, that was Curry-esque. It was That's Curry-esque. For sure. That's for sure. 
Hey, I wanted to uh, let you guys know we got some um, great tickets to give away, courtesy of the Tampa Sports Authority, for Top Golf Live, which is coming up May 4th through the 7th. Um, so it's going to be uh, four days there, and it's it's going to be really, really cool at Raymond James Stadium. Uh, you'll hit the golf balls to the on-field targets. You know what Top Golf is. You guys know what it is, where you hit it to the targets. They're going to have some at 40 yards and 120 yards. Um, they're going to set up on the, I believe, on the south plaza of the stadium, all the Top Golf uh, like bays at there, and so you guys can hit out into. I mean, how cool is that going to be? Like you're hitting out towards the. I'll shank one into the uh, into the pirate ship. <laughs> Ahoy, mateys! Here comes my my uh, pitching wedge off the toe. Um, so <laughs> hopefully they'll have a net up there, so we can't just blister the. Uh, uh, the the pirate ship. Anyway, so you can have fun with this. Tee off from the South Plaza. Um, you know you know how the Top Golf works. It's going to be super super fun. Now we have tickets. The tickets start at sixty dollars per person for a bay of six people, um, which is pretty damn. Is that good. per person or for the whole group? That's per person. Um, so you got to buy a bay, which it's 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 a good deal. It's, mm-hmm. it's going to be fun. You, you Top Golf ain't cheap. We know that, right? It's not cheap, but it's super super fun. Um, and they also have a another ticket that starts at 165 that includes a couple of drink tickets, a lifetime membership to Top Golf, which is kind of cool. Um, you get a live black clover hat, Top Golf hat, ten dollars off a Top Golf game uh, gameplay card, and behind the scenes tours of Raymond James Stadium, including the Bucks locker room for 165 world, bucks and a world and the pirate ship too. You get to get up in there, and get your your Instagram moment on the pirate ship. Fire the cannon! It's a great baby. deal. It really is. Um, so they'll have all kinds of stuff going on, food and beverages uh, ready to go for you. So uh, if you want to, uh, we're going to give away five pairs of these tickets. So we'll give away a couple pairs today and a couple pairs tomorrow. So here's what I want you guys to do in our chat. You give me your best perfect Buccaneers scenario. Don't go crazy like I'm going to do. Give me your perfect Buccaneers scenario. It could be funny on draft day. It could be really, really smart. We're just going to decide at the end of the show which ones we like. So we'll give away two today and three tomorrow. So you guys will be all set for, for next week. But for today, give me your best draft day scenario for the Buccaneers. Uh, you can use trades if you like. Uh, it can be funny. It can be brilliant. It just has to move us in a, in a certain kind of way, and then we'll – We'll give you the tickets. We'll decide at the end of the show. How's that sound? There you go. All right, so get in our chat. You can do that on Facebook. In fact, if you want to hit us up on Twitter, at FanStreamJP, at the J.P. Peterson Show, at Nick Geddes News, and you put up a scenario there, well, you can do it there. Um, you can hit us up on Instagram. You can do it in the chat on Facebook here or YouTube. So, you know, we'll, we'll be checking as the day goes on, and we'll give you a, uh, these tickets to the Top Golf experience at Raymond James Stadium. So that'll be fun. I, I'd like to play. I think I'd like to go. I, I want I want the uh, the full experience ticket. Yeah, that's a cool deal. That's a super cool deal. Get a couple of drink tickets with that. You get the hat. You get the... Uh, Maybe I'll spend my birthday doing that because that's my birthday weekend. I think they have the Tom Brady locker like in glass now. Oh, really? I don't know. Do we got the we got the Brady brand red the red tape out in front of it and everything, too? They should. They should. Shouldn't they, like, put a glass thing on the Brady locker? When are we doing the statue, by the way? The Brady statue? Where's the Brady statue at? Let's not let that go on. Let's not let that We're pass too long. We're doing that, right? 
Huh? We're doing that, right? I need the Brady statue. I need him in the. I need him in the ROH. And it's it's gonna be it's gonna be the statue is the throwing of the Lombardi to the other guys catching. Gotta, gotta be right, right. That's gotta be outside the stadium. The, it's gonna be very intricate, but you know, like the one they have in the lobby of Gruden, you know, doing that and all those guys. That's very intricate. So we hire the same guy to do the tossing of the Lombardi to Gronk and Cambry. Let me ask you this question. Yeah. I feel like I know how you're going to answer. Tom Brady, let's say he gets inducted into the Ring of Honor within the next few or, years. Or, but, so I'm, while we're still on session. Go ahead. Or is it the LFG? Just him. Well, the LFG is safe. Probably a little cheaper, probably, too. Well, much cheaper. Much cheaper. Yeah. I have no problem with that. But the, the Lombardi throw is iconic because it's boat parade. Only we do the boat parade. It's it you know the LFG could be kind of you know just Brady. It's Why not a, do both? One on one end and one on the other. Why not do both? All right. What are we doing here? <laughs> it's not my money. Sell, exactly. It's the Glazers money. They're selling Man United. They got the cash. Yeah, are, are they? Are they? Why aren't they? I don't know. I heard wasn't that deal done like a month ago? They're reconsidering. Oh no. Dun dun dun. Oh really? Why would they do that? <sighs> Dude, cash in. Seriously, you're being offered like $7 billion. Cash in. Like, get out of it. Just get out of it. Why would you want the headache? Why did you want to, like, seriously, like, it feels like any home game, you're, you're at risk of a... like, $5 billion profit. Not to mention, every home game, like, you're at risk of a riot breaking out at any moment. Because what? people hate your guts. Just why get you, out of it. Why would you put yourself through that when you can just, like, cash in? Oh, my goodness. Trust me, it's a whole thing right now. It's like Quataris are involved, uh, these big... Billionaires in England are involved. They're just trying to drive the price up. Yeah, they weren't satisfied with the number they got, and I'm like, you got seven billion. It'd be like (laughs) the biggest sell in like the history of sports, and they want eight billion. Like, really? Why take seven when you can get eight? Is that the whole philosophy? Well, if you're willing to pay seven, you're willing to pay eight. (laughs) Right? I mean, what's the difference? And to the Quataris, I mean, that's that's pennies. What's the difference? I guess. But what are we doing here? Just make it happen before the, the transfer window in the summer, please. All right. All right. All right. So back to the Lightning. <laughs> we were supposed to be talking about the Lightning here. Um, look, this to me, I, I, I'm i trying not to look at this as a homer. I was, I was playing golf with my buddies at Palmas yesterday, and everybody wanted to, what do you think? How's it going? I'm like, look, we're the, we've been the better team. We've been the better team. In, when, when Hedman has played in the games, in one, three, four, the Lightning have been the better team. Um, but we have not had the better goalie, which we thought, what did we say? Overarching going in. Oh, well, the difference here is the better goalie. They've had the better goalie. Yep. And that's the difference in the series. We were right with the where, where, where it lies, but we were wrong about which goalie. Samsonov's been amazing, and Vassy has been very average. And, and Toronto has had a ton of puck luck. They have had a ton of puck luck. They've had some calls go their way, big time. I mean, the Braden Point goal, come on. That, that, that's a goal, and the, and the game is over in game three. Yeah. That's a goal. That's a goal. I, I mean, if that Boston thing's a goal, every, every, every other call I've seen, that's a goal, that you win game three. I mean, the Lightning should be standing here, and you're up 4-1 in the third. The Lightning for every, every, every way you want to look at this should be up 3-1. Yeah. So, can they come back? Yes, of course they can. You have look at the perfect storm you have. You have one of the biggest choking organizations in the history of sports in Toronto, and I say that with all sincerity and love. Uh, <laughs> you have the you have the Lightning, who have been the better team, 
and, and have championship medal. Um, if Avassi is not going to continue to play this poorly. The defense is not going to continue to play this poorly in certain stretches. They've been the better team. So I just think the better team, if, if you regress, some point if you regress to the means, if they can get over the butt hurt of those gut punches, which I think they can, they've been as resilient Two as any. Two off days helps. And exactly. They've been as resilient as any team I've ever seen. And you add the pressure of Toronto, you know, you know the pressure. They're, they're talking about, they're, they're saying, well, they, you know, the Lightning really have outplayed them this series. So it's going to be hard to close them out. Absolutely, it's going to be hard to close them out. If, if you're in Toronto's chair, are you sitting there going, oh, man, we got this. We got this. Is it? Yeah, we're up 3-1. It's just a matter of time. No. You're like, you're and, and by the way, Ryan O'Reilly, who I said yesterday has been the most important piece to this Toronto team since he's come here. I saw him today in the locker room speaking, and he said that this is not going to be – he even kind of said that almost verbatim. This is not going to be easy to pull this out, and this series is not by a long shot over, is basically what he said. Yeah. He knows. He knows game And that's well. the thing is I think this is what helps Toronto is having that guy in the locker room. And they know they've been outplayed. Yeah, and he knows they that. Know and that's, that's probably why he's saying it, and yeah. he wants to keep his team focused and know that you know it's not over yet. They've got to be better to win this series. They do, and if not, even if they get past this series, if they want to even reach their, their ultimate goal, if they have to face Boston next round, they're not round, going anywhere they playing have the to way be, they've been playing. Exactly. They have got, they Except can't, for that third period. You can't continue to turn it on in a third period like they've done and try to get by like that. Yeah. So I think Toronto knows that, so I think they're still looking to play their best game, to be honest with you. I agree. Uh, and keep this in mind as well. Speaking about Vasilevsky, since 2020 and series elimination games, one five two goals against... 946 save with one shutout. Um, so this is, again, if, if it's ever going to happen for Andre Vasilevsky in this series, it's got to happen tonight. It's got to happen tonight. This is going to be a raucous crowd. It's going to be hostile. They're going to be on edge the entire game. It's gonna, I mean, I'm sure Toronto's going to be pretty amped up for this one. This might be a game where Vasilevsky, he needs to steal one. Yeah. He needs to steal one and get this series back to Tampa Bay, and you never know what could happen. If they can get to game six... Who knows what can happen from there? But you got to win Game Five first. You know, I saw some. There was an article today in the Athletic, and and you know Ben Bishop and Evgeny Nabokov, who were here when Vasilevsky uh, was first coming up, and they don't think there's anything wrong with his game, and they're not doubting him for one second going into a big Game Five. So, and I, it was interesting too. Vasilevsky yesterday was asked about you know what is different about toronto in this series and i think he hit the nail on the head as last year they played a far more skilled game yeah and this year it's been a lot of dirty it's been a lot of grimy yeah all these tip-in tip goals yeah all know? the tip-in goals i mean they found something that works with vasilevsky how to beat him yeah give toronto credit there and <laughs> i also, hear what cooper said i was just about Lalonde. to get to that uh the quote about lawan he seems to think that what he said was pretty inaccurate yeah. on tsn the other night um Whatever the case that may be, I'm here to tell John Cooper that it's a thing. It is a thing. It's a thing. It is absolutely a thing. thing. I know Cooper's not going to say that in the public, but it's a thing. He can't. He can't give give uh, credence to that narrative, even if it's true. (laughs) He can't do that publicly. There's no way he could do that publicly. Yeah, and I agree. Everybody knows we, we we can watch the games. I mean, how many how many goals are you seeing going in from the point in these other series? Not many. Not many. Not really. Not not, not to this frequency. No. No. We got Boston got one last night to tip in, but that even wasn't – I don't even think that was from the point. That was on the power play. Um, a, 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 
pass from the uh, from the circles. I, I, and and, no. Keith, and Keith even admitted yesterday that they had that information available to them. Of course, they know how to beat Vasilevsky, and that's the thing. It's like five on five, just in the normal open play, like I said yesterday. The Lightning have been the better team. I don't think Toronto has gotten the premium chances that you would be accustomed to seeing from a team as skilled as they are, mm-hmm. but they found a different way. And again, if you're the Lightning, you've got to clear the slot. If you have any chance of getting back in this, that's what you have to do. Because yeah. then I think you have this team right where you want them. Yeah. Because you're going to have to force them to play a completely different way than what they've been doing for four games. And no Chernak tonight for nope. Game 5. Um, but I believe his protocol time is up. Um, but there still is, I think there's a feeling... Uh, he hasn't skated, right? I, we haven't even no, seen him No, he skate. wasn't even on, yeah. on the ice at all. So I don't, even, I don't even know if he'll be back for game six. But if he could come back for game six, imagine if, if the Lightning win tonight and Chernak can come back for game six. He's such a big piece. It's a lift. He's such a big piece. Um, you know, uh, then, I mean, do you want to be Toronto coming back here to game six in, in, in the, an arena, an Emily Arena that's just going to be on fire? Hell no. And now we get to a game seven. Come on. Come on. I'll take Vassie in game seven up there. He did it, he did it last year. And uh, my only concern, <laughs> my only concern, really more than anything for the Lightning, are the refs. Mm. I mean, I hate to say that. I hate to say that. But from what I've witnessed in this series, and you can look at the numbers of the power plays and all, all, that, all you want, and I'm not blaming it all on the refs. That's not what I'm doing. I'm not blaming it all on the refs. You got to, you know, game three, you got to have that. You got to close that game out. Game four, you got to, you got to close those games out. But that being said, when goals go in, you got to count them. Okay, you know, you, you can't, you can't be looking for ways to wave off lightning goals, which is kind of what the feeling that I get. Um, and you've got to, you got to call it fair. You got to call it fair throughout the whole thing. And hopefully that will be. And I think if the lightning get a fair shake. In his final three games, as as look, the odds are stacked against them. It's really, really difficult to win three in a row in this situation. It's real, you know. I think the number in in this situation is like eighty seven percent. Yeah, and I and I know a lot of people are saying, "Well, the Lightning have done it before." Yeah, and I'm like, okay, what 2011? It's <laughs> yeah. completely different. Yeah, but but three two last year is not that much different. Right, they were down three two last year to the same team and came back and won in the same home and home situation. So look, win tonight, and then we'll go from there. We'll go from there, and I and I think they got a really good chance to win tonight if 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 it's on the up and up. I said that I would make my my pick based on how I woke up this morning. Right, and I didn't wake up the best this morning. You're not feeling it? No, I had to sleep. I was forced to sleep on the couch last night. So I'm a little, I was a little stiff when I woke up. Riley, leave you a little present on the on, on the bed. <laughs> oh yeah, on the marital you're, bed. You're darn right he did. Yeah, you're darn right he did. At least, at least it was. Hopefully, it was solid. It was everything. It was it was like liquid. Oh every, no, solid. it was everything. Oh the no, higher bed set had to be completely like eliminated. thrown in the wash, eliminated. Uh, thrown in the wash or eliminated? There's a difference. Some of it had to be eliminated. <laughs> And I, I just wish you could have seen what I saw last night. No, I, like, it, it was in a one swoop. Before. He, just ate. he never hops up on the bed, by the way. He always acts like he needs help. Of course he does. But this time, he just sprouted up on his own, just out of nowhere, 1130 at night. 
And the minute right in front he, of you, and, right in front of me. No. And the minute he, Casey was in the bed, and the minute no. he hit that bed, boom. What was that ass whooping like? He knew he was in trouble. He immediately head down, and I just heard him going down the stairs. And I went back downstairs, and he was just like laying underneath the wait table, a minute, like wait, hiding. Wait a minute. He got out of the room. Uh, yeah, he did. Oh no! Well. And you brought him back up, put his nose in it. See, and I think we've pampered him too much now because Apparently. we took him to – I had to take him to Pet Suites this morning. So he's going to be playing with all these, all these other pups and dogs and everything all day. She so thinks he's gonna, being rewarded. He probably thinks he's being rewarded, but in our minds, he's being <laughs> taken out of the equation for a day. That's no, not what he's thinking. He's not like, what he's thinking. He's like, wow, look at this place. The second he saw where he so was this morning. I take a dump on the, on the bed, and this is where I get to yeah. go the next day? The second he saw where oh, we were this morning, he saw the building. Classic He mistake. just completely ran out of my car and like was like jumping on the door to get in. Like classic He's so excited. Mistake. Classic mistake. How could you possibly do that? Yeah. He goes in the crate the whole day. The whole day he's in the crate. I don't care. I don't care. You got to send a message. Still learning. Come on, Todd Bowles. What are you doing? Oh, I'm not. Come I'm on, my, account- my accountability skills. Where's your accountability? Just little, they're just a little you off. You just threw today. Devin White right into the the, the next game. Said, "Go get him. Low fall, you want? Take a dump on the. Take a dump right on me in the bed, and I, you can. Well, we'll give you a new contract. I'll stand up the podium and tell everybody how great Riley is. Go on. Oh, I got the greatest dog ever. Look at his dog, man. He does everything. He's the greatest dog in 30 years. It's my comp. I'm Todd Bowles. <laughs> There's my comp. But anywho. Dude, you got to have accountability, Anywho, to, to, to put that story put out the, there. Put his snout in there pop him on the nose. To put that story out there, though, to explain how my day started, and yeah. as it relates to my prediction, the Lightning are going home tonight. I hate you. I had to say it. I hate you. The Lightning are going home tonight. Bad vibes you. to start the day. Uh, Not to mention, I went to go like look for a Lightning shirt to put on this morning. And I had none clean, so I'm not even repping the lightning today. I'm repping the rays. Bad bad vibes. Bad vibes right now. I'm in my end. In my end. All right. Okay, well, um, we're not sure if Corey's going to join us, so we'll see in the break. But if not, we'll uh, come back and and talk a little bit more about the draft. i got to give my perfect scenario for the Buccaneers. If they they hit on this tonight, it's going to be jackpot, baby. It's going to take a little bit longer than tonight, but it could, it could happen. All right, uh, we'll take a quick break. We'll come back on the other side, get uh, more into the Bucks draft on what I hope they can accomplish this weekend and maybe some of the other uh, notes that are going on. Today's going to be a lot, of, uh, a lot of rumors running around all day long, so we'll run them down for you when we come back. Stay with us. coverage can be confusing and expensive. I mean, where do you start? Which companies can you count on to pay out fast and fair? Well, call the great folks at Italiano Insurance. It's a family-owned business. Jeff and Nat Italiano are carrying on the 60-year-plus tradition of giving amazing customer service and giving back to the community through their annual backpack drive for needy students and their support of the local pediatric cancer patients. But it's the customer service that sets them apart. They can shop all your insurance needs and save you big-time money. Don't hop on the Internet and waste time looking at some bogus reviews. Talk to knowledgeable agents and not some voice-generated robot. These are confusing times for homeowners, and Italiano's team of experienced professionals can provide the right coverage for every situation, home, auto, business, life, 
It's Italiano for all the pieces of your life. Call 813-877-7799 or go to italianoinsurance.com. Well, Fitz the Mortgage Guy did it again. A listener heard his ad was going to another big bank but called Scott Fitzgerald at American Mortgage Services of Tampa and Fitz saved him $618 on his monthly payment. Are you kidding me? Folks, that's big money. Rates are going up. They're going down. They're going all over the place. Scott will shop your loan and save you lender fees and get the best rates. Email him, scott at amstampa.com or call 813-294-7595. That's Fitz the Mortgage Guy. Lots of stuff going on right now, and these rates are going all over the place. You need somebody knowledgeable in the market that will work hard for you and get you the best deal. That's my man, Scott. He's done three loans for me, done thousands of loans for local folks here, works with a lot of the coaches and players in the area. He's the guy. 813-294-7595 or go to scott at amstampa.com. Folks, there is no better place to shop for jewelry than the gold and diamond source. They are the family jewelers, and they will treat you like family. They'll make it a fun experience. People come from all over to shop at the gold and diamond source because of their great customer service and incredible, impeccable reputation. No sales pressure, no intimidation, and they have the largest selection of hand-picked diamonds. And by the way, diamonds are the April birthstone. So this month only, they are offering 15% off their diamond birthstone collection available on to select products and you probably heard a lot about lab created diamonds folks they hold no real value you will have no resale value whatsoever with a lab created diamond and of course it's fake it doesn't mean as much the golden diamond source has plenty of options to accommodate any budget folks interest-free financing up to five years a layaway program 20 percent down and only six monthly payments and of course the diamond savings account where you get full value of your diamond when you look to upgrade it's all there for you at the golden diamond source 3800 omerton road always online at the golden diamond source.com ladies and gentlemen let's rock this is fan stream sports with jp all right, welcome back to the J.P. Peterson Show here as uh, we thank the good folks at Italiano Insurance. Uh, get your insurance checkup right now, folks. I know uh, lots of stuff going on with homeowners insurance, and maybe you've been with the same company for a long time, and they ticked up the rates, and you just don't want to shop it around because it's take too long. Let them do it. Let Italiano Insurance shop it around for you. They know what who's charging what. Let them look at your insurance, see what you're paying for. Make sure you get all your discounts. And they may be able to save you a lot of money because it's just been going crazy here in Florida. So you just never know. So give them a call at 813-877-7799. It's a free call. And, and while you're there, have them shop your auto insurance around. They saved me over 1000 bucks last year when I moved to a new company. Um, so, that, I mean, that's real money. That is real money, folks. So uh, you never know what they can come up with because companies come into the market all the time trying to get more market share. Um, so whether it be auto or um, – uh, homeowners insurance or business insurance as well. If you do not have business insurance, if you started like a side hustle during COVID or something, you're running a business, you make a little bit of money on it, or maybe it's grown dramatically and you just haven't done that, you got to do it because your personal finances could be at je- in jeopardy if you don't have business insurance. So they can do it all for you there. And great folks in the community as well, always doing stuff to help out kids uh, suffering uh, from pediatric cancer. Uh, so many good things that they do over there in the community. They've been doing it for over 60 years. Jeff, Italiano, and Nat, and Dane, and the whole group over there. Just great folks. So give them a call at 813-877-7799. Tell them, tell them JP sent you. Um, all right, uh, we, a couple of draft rumors. This one is not shocking. We've been hearing this a lot, but 
Arizona is looking to get out of the three hole, right? Mm-hmm. At, uh, and that, that could really change the shape of the draft big time, I think. Which team is coming up to get that quarterback? And, and what's Houston? Houston might trade out of two. I saw yesterday Schefter said they're more inclined to trade their number 12 pick, actually, than their number two, mm-hmm. which is interesting. And I'm just asking myself, I'm like, do they want a quarterback in this draft? Doesn't seem like they do. It does not appear they do, because I think they're going Tyree Wilson at number two. You don't think it's Will Anderson? I think it's Tyree Wilson. Really? Hmm. It seems like that's where most of the, most of the, the betting odds are on Tyree Wilson. Seems like they might like him a little more, but mm-hmm. he's such a potential pick, though. I, I to, Again, another case of don't overthink it. I saw Will Anderson at the highest level of competition, what he did. Mm-hmm. There's a lot more examples of guys that Will Anderson's frame that have worked out more than there is at Tyree Wilson's. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I guess to each their own. But it would be really surprising if Houston has two top 12 picks and they don't take a quarterback with one of those. Hmm. Interesting. But maybe they feel like... Again, this is where next year comes into play because Houston's one of those teams where I think they've made a lot of improvements to that roster, but they're not getting anywhere with Davis Mills slash Case Keenum at quarterback. Maybe they're just going, you know what? Why you got two and twelve? You got you got to take. I understand that, but don't be stupid. They are probably in that and like one of the few teams that has the ability to pass on a QB this year. Probably be just as sucky last next year and get the one they really want. You could be walking out with Tyree or Will Anderson and Will Levis. Or Anthony Richardson, you you'd be sitting there. But they might be the team that has their eyes on next year at Why the top of the draft, do that? and they're one of the teams that probably I could say could do that because they're probably not going to be. They're going to be better, I think, this year. But I could see them flaming out again. You can't you can't bank on that when you have two birds in the hand in this situation. You got to you got to make the picks. You're, I mean, you're set up to make a a a, a franchise changing defensive pick. At the top, and you have a new defensive coach in D'Amico Ryans. So you know he wants that. He wants that edge rusher worse than anything. Yeah. You know it. He, he, you know he's going to take a, an edge rusher or two. And then one of those quarterbacks is going to be sitting there at twelve, and you don't have a quarterback. I mean, even if the guy doesn't work out, you're, you're, how do you pass on that? How do you pass on that? I mean, if I were them, I would take. <laughs> Unless you could turn twelve into two more picks in the in the first round. That's kind of what I think they're wanting to do. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure how you would do that, but if they can pick up three first-rounders for the two that they have and still get a quarterback, an edge rusher, and a defensive back, one of the top. Okay, I'll, I'll say that. But you cannot come out of this draft without a quarterback. You just can't. You just can't. No, I agree. You just can't. I mean, that's just stupid. You're going to have another first-round pick next year still, right? Mm-hmm. So, if, if, But don't waste this opportunity. It's a franchise. You've been so bad for so long. It's a franchise-changing opportunity to have two in the top 12 and be able to get a great defensive player and a great offensive player. Yeah, and again, if you take a quarterback at two, which, I mean, if I were them, I, I mean, I think they should take Stroud. You know how I feel about it. I think yeah. it's being overcomplicated with him. If I took him at two, and let's just say he has a really bad rookie season and the Texans are right back to square one next year where they have a top two pick, you, it doesn't matter that you took Stroud with the number two pick the year prior. You, take, you keep looking for the quarterback until you find the guy. Mm-hmm. And you still have the ability to do it next year. Yeah. I mean, the, I thought the Bears, if they would have kept the number one pick, they would have had a big decision to make this year. If yeah. they really liked one of these guys, if right. they wanted to move off Justin Fields, who still would have pretty good value, in my opinion. I so agree. Even if the Bears would have sat at one, I think they had, a, they had some, some interesting plays there. 
So I think Houston can almost do the same thing. But none, I just think it's very surprising if they go first round and not get any quarterback. I, I failed to understand what the logic there is. I agree, 100%. Um, all right, um, do we have any uh, good scenarios here that we're, um, we're to give away these tickets? I don't see any just yet. Da, 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 da. So, you guys, if you want to do the uh, Top Golf experience, just give us a nice Buccaneers draft scenario, and we'll uh, we'll we'll give those away right before we get off. We got one more break to come, so I'm going to go ahead and do the perfect scenario for me. This is what I would like to see the Bucks do tonight. I, I, look, it's a long shot. I get it, but I think it's completely doable. Okay. And here, here's where here's where I'm going. All right. So with the nineteenth pick in the NFL in the tonight's draft. I'm trading back with the Minnesota Vikings at twenty three. And I'm picking up an extra pick. And I'm going to take at twenty two. I still think Darnell Wright, the offensive tackle, will be there at twenty two. And I'm picking up I'm picking up an extra pick from the Vikings. Um where, where's their where's their other pick? Um, and then I'm going to trade Devin White to the Seattle Seahawks and get their 37th overall pick. And I'm going to get so I'll have 37 and 50, right? And I'm going to get at 37. I'm going to get. Brian Branch at 37. I think he'll still be there. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. And 37. I, and, at fi- and at 50, I'm going to take Jack Campbell, the inside linebacker, with their second-round pick. And I'm going to move back into the first round with next year's first-round pick and the extra compensation I pick up from Minnesota and maybe throw in a six and get Hendon Hooker. So I'd come out with Hendon Hooker, Brian Branch, Jack Campbell, and Darnell Wright. I got my slot corner and my safety. I got my offensive tackle. I got my inside linebacker. And plus, I got a, a, a boatload of cash on my salary cap because I don't have to pay Devin White. And I got my quarterback for the future. Hmm. Long shot, I know. Very long shot. Not a very long shot. All those guys should be there at that. They're, it, according I don't know if Branch the, is going to 37. Eh, where's he ranked? I mean, at the rankings that I've I thought he's generally seen, a top 20 prospect. I, I've seen, where is, where is he? Uh, da, 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 da. In the overall prospecting. Do, 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 do. Let me see it. Uh, where is he? Is he lifted at safety? Safety, yeah. Or, or safety. defensive back? Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Where the hell is it? Oh, there he is. Uh, but the, 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 uh, yeah, he's ranked 17th. So I've, I've seen him slip into the second round and some. But you can get, you know, if maybe maybe you take uh, Sidney Brown there. Um, uh, it was a great story, by the way. Uh, you, you get a defensive back somewhere in 37. There'll be, there'll be some good ones available. Um, I, I think that that would be a scenario where you can cover a lot of different things in those top top two rounds. And I'd be I'd be willing up to give away some compensation from next year just to start get to rebuild those have them here for an extra year and developing them 
And I think that's something Todd Bowles would certainly be on board with. If they can get a couple of them, and you got to, and you're addressing your quarterback, and 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 all of those other needs. So that would be my dream scenario. Okay. Here's my. I have two scenarios. So I'll play one if they just play straight up, okay. right, with 19 and 50, and I'll play one that is more involving a trade. All right. I will trade with Green Bay. Who okay. has 42 and 45. Okay. I'll trade out of 19. Mm-hmm. Right? And, and you get 42 up. and 45. 42 and 45. So right. now I'm picking 42, 45. And 50. And 50. Right. Okay. So instead of getting two picks in the top 50, I'm getting three. Okay. With the 42nd pick, I'm going B.J. Ojolari, edge rusher from LSU. Okay. Love it. Very bendy. Love, love it. Array of pass set moves. I like that. Mm-hmm. Address a need there. Mm-hmm. At 45, I am going Dayon Henley, who is a linebacker from Washington State. Very fast, converted receiver. Only missed five tackles this past season at Washington State. Mm-hmm. Right? And then at 50, I'm grabbing my tight end, and that is Sam Laporta. From Iowa, Ooh, that who put up really good numbers in a horrible, horrible Iowa offense this mm-hmm. this past season. Yeah, and he can fly. He ran under a four six. I think they need more athleticism in the tight end room. I think you want to get your hands on one of these really good tight end prospects, give another weapon in the pass game. So that's my three there. And just for you know shits and giggles, in that scenario, I would have the Bucks trading Devin White for a third round pick. And that would be the Raiders at number 70. Mm-hmm. And that is where I would grab a tackle there at 70. Okay. So I walk out with four picks in the top 70 instead of two picks where the Bucks have right now. Yeah. And I get my edge. I get my tight end. I get my linebacker to replace Devin White. And I add a tackle to the mix because although I think, and under this scenario, this is based on if four tackles go before the Bucks pick. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's where this scenario is. If four tackles are gone, I wait on the tackle, then I don't force it. And because of the fact that I can maybe put Gattaca at right, I added Matt Feeler to the mix, Hainsey, all these other things. I think you just add another body in there as well and see what happens. So that's where I go there. If they play it straight up and let's see a tackle is there, I think they will go tackle at 19. And I think that will either be Darnell Wright would be my first case scenario because I think the other three, being Paris Johnson, Broderick Jones, and Peter Skaronsky, who most feel as a guard, I think those guys go first. So I think either Darnell Wright or Anton Harrison from Oklahoma will be the pick at 19. Mm -hmm. And then at 50, I grab my edge rusher, and I won't sway too much from my original selection and the other one. I think I'm, I'm going to stick with B.J. Ujolari or a Derek Hall from Auburn at that pick. And now you fill up two positions in need. So okay. I think either way they make out okay. And I know I'm trading down to 42, and maybe ideally you want to trade back just a little bit in the first round, or you maybe want to trade somewhere in the 30 range. But I like the fact that Green Bay has two to offer that early in the draft, and you can acquire more capital. So that is my my scenario for the Bucks. I like it. I like it. I in like all it. likelihood, though, I think you would agree with this, 19 feels like it's most likely going to be a tackle. Yeah, I do. I, I mean, I think odds on tonight we'll be walking out 
I think Darnell Wright could very well be the guy from Tennessee. Um, and I, and I, I, I think he's going to make a trade. And I, I think I, I like what you're thinking there. I, I think that's I think that's too far back. To it fall, might be though. too far back. You but know, I like for, the for lure. I just like the lure of getting two. If you maybe throw in their third round pick, and you can get uh, you know two twos and a three, which I think is doable to move up to 19, whatever they're thinking. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, I think, I think if the more picks you get in the top three rounds with all the holes that the Bucks really need to fill with starters, you know, cause they lost so many starters and they, and I think you can, you can wait to get that edge rusher because there's so many good ones in the, in this, in this draft, you can even get a good one in the third round. Um, you know, let's see, let, let, let's see where it goes. But I, th- I think, I think Jason light's going to be moving and grooving. I think, I think some, some of next year's assets are in play because, um, but I think the the quarterback thing is fascinating. I just, for some reason, I just think maybe it's Alex Galesh that has me thinking that Hendon Hooker there is coming here. You go again here. with your Galesh. <laughs> You're doing it on purpose now. I don't know. Was Golesh? Galesh? Golish. 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 Alex Golish. Um, I think you know he's 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 in he's in the year of all the the Buccaneers brass. You know you got to take him. You got to take him. He's he's the He's just he's a great thrower of the football, so we shall see. All right, we'll take our final break. We'll come back and get into some of the other uh, national stories that are going on, not just the draft, but we talked a little bit about the NBA last night. There was some incredible stuff going on in the NBA, so we'll hit that. When we come back, we're brought to you by the great folks of the Golden Diamond Source and American Mortgage Services. American Mortgage Services, Scott Fitzgerald over there. He is the man. There's a lot of stuff going on in the mortgage industry right now, folks. I know the rates are high, and you're thinking, ah, not a good time to buy a house. Not so. Not so, because prices are coming down, and they've got a lot of very interesting things going on at American Mortgage Services, a lot of different uh, types of things that they can do to help you with those interest rates, with variable rates, and keep the fees low, of course. That's what they always do there. So just have a conversation with Scott. Reach him at scott at amstampa.com, scott at amstampa.com. And just have a conversation. Where are the rates at? Where are they going? We want to buy a house now. What's the best way to do it? He will love to spend time with you and uh, make you a future customer. Doesn't have to be just now. He'll make you a future customer. He'll be more than happy to spend that time. Scott at AMSTampa.com. Stay with us. Folks, there is no better place to shop for jewelry than the Gold and Diamond Source. They are the family jewelers, and they will treat you like family. They'll make it a fun experience. People come from all over to shop at the Gold and Diamond Source because of their great customer service and incredible, impeccable reputation. No sales pressure, no intimidation, and they have the largest selection of hand-picked diamonds. And by the way, diamonds are the April birthstone. So this month only, they are offering 15% off their diamond birthstone collection available on just select products. And you've probably heard a lot about lab-created diamonds, folks. They hold no real value. You will have no resale value whatsoever with a lab-created diamond. And of course, It's fake. It doesn't mean as much. The Golden Diamond Source has plenty of options to accommodate any budget, folks. Interest-free financing up to five years, a layaway program, 20% down, and only six monthly payments. And, of course, the Diamond Savings Account, where you get full value of your diamond when you look to upgrade. It's all there for you at the Golden Diamond Source, 3800 Omerton Road, always online at thegoldendiamondsource.com. JP here for the Jeeves Law Group. Have you been injured in an accident, in an auto accident, truck accident, motorcycle accident, at work or at a place of business? Well, call the Jeeves Law Group and get the personal attention that you deserve. I made the mistake many, many years ago with going with one of the bigger law firms, the national law firms. And let me tell you, getting a call back from those folks was next to impossible. Weeks and weeks would go by. 
never get a call back. That doesn't happen with the Jeeves Law Group. Personal attention is what they're all about. When you call the Jeeves Law Group, you will be part of the family. They will represent you in a vigorous and aggressive way against the insurance companies. These larger companies will promise bigger settlements, but it's the Jeeves Law Group that will get you the best results. If you're tired of dealing with these bigger law firms, check out the Jeeves Law Group. Go to JeevesLawGroup.com, tell them JP sent you, get a free consultation. It's the Jeeves Law Group. Scott Jeeves has been representing clients in the Tampa Bay area for over 25 years. Give them a call. It's a free call. 727-894-2929. 727-894-2929. Or go to JeevesLawGroup.com. Insurance coverage can be confusing and expensive. I mean, where do you start? Which companies can you count on to pay out fast and fair? Well, call the great folks at Italiano Insurance. It's a family-owned business. Jeff and Nat Italiano are carrying on the 60-year-plus tradition of giving amazing customer service and giving back to the community through their annual backpack drive for needy students and their support of the local pediatric cancer patients. But it's the customer service that sets them apart. They can shop all your insurance needs and save you big-time money. Don't hop on the internet and waste time looking at some bogus reviews. Talk to knowledgeable agents and not some voice-generated robot. These are confusing times for homeowners, and Italiano's team of experienced professionals can provide the right coverage for every situation, home, auto, business, life. It's Italiano for all the pieces of your life. Call 813-877-7799 or go to italianoinsurance.com. Pure, pure sports. JP is back on. Welcome back. Fans Dream Sports. All right, welcome back to the JP Peterson Show. Brought to you by the great folks at the Golden Diamond Source, Chiefs Law Group, Bay Area Modern Medical Center. Get on that true body machine over at BAMMC.com. Get your abs without working out. They just put you on the machine, hook you up, stimulate your ab muscles there like you're doing 20,000 crunches in like 15 minutes, and boom, there you go. And uh, Dr. Lugo was on with us the other day, and he said, we're getting great results with that. So go to BAMMC.com. Get your appointment now. Yeah, and we, by the way, here's Richie. He chimed in with his, his ultimate buck scenario. All right, what do you got, Richie P? He, he's thinking on my parallel, trading down to Green Bay for their two picks in the second, then trading one of them along with Devin White to get back into the late first or top of the second with an additional fourth-round pick. So worst case, you end up with a 30th pick. A 42nd and a 50th. With his 30th pick, he'll take Jack Campbell. Yep. 42nd, he'll take offensive tackle Cody Mock, who I believe is from North Dakota State, mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken, and would certainly fit the bill of what Jason like loves from his O lineman. And with the 50th pick, he'll take Derek Hall, the edge rusher from Auburn. Interesting. Okay. I like it. Well, Richie P., if you want to go to Top Golf, let us know, and we will send you a couple of tickets. So just. Uh, you could put it right there if you're interested in going. I know last time you didn't want to go to the tickets we were giving away, but if you want to go to Top Golf, we'll give you a couple tickets and head on out there. Let us know. I like that scenario. Anybody else want to jump in? Uh, you can. You got all day. You got some news on tonight's uh, yeah, a listener, crew? A listener tagged us into this tonight, and this mm-hmm. is very interesting because you said the one thing you're most afraid about the lightning tonight is overcoming the refs. Yes. And the Toronto Maple Leafs are undefeated over the past two seasons, 9-0-1, when either Kyle Raymond or Jean Hebert are working the game. And they are both on the crew for tonight's Game 5 in Toronto. (laughs) 
Could we make it a little less obvious, NHL? Could you make it just a little less obvious? What a joke. That's just silly. So the Lightning got to go full reverse Scott Foster on this one. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, that's that's bad. That's, that is not good. That is not good if you're a Lightning fan. All right, we'll see if they can overcome it tonight. Uh, James asks you, do you really believe Richardson will be a great pro quarterback? I mean, Jalen Hurts had a prolific season at Oklahoma passing, and Lamar was great at Louisville. Does Richardson compare? Sure, he's a freak, but a pro quarterback. I, I said this yesterday, and I, 10 years ago I wouldn't touch him with a 10-foot ball because the, the league was so much more about drop-back quarterbacks and reading the field. He's had some issues with that um, and interceptions. But when you go back and look at the accuracy issues, a lot of it has to do with drop footballs in terms of his numbers. Um, he is just he's such a physical freak. And the fact that the NFL game now has really evolved into a much uh, simpler game in terms of, you know, sitting back there and reading complex defenses because you've got quarterbacks who can move like him and it creates a lot more conflict for the defenses. It makes it a little bit easier to read those defenses. And, and, and a lot of these are a lot of these plays, the, the RPOs are what they just, you know, they're, they're just almost impossible to defend when you have a quarterback with the abilities that, that Anthony Richardson possesses. He's got a cannon for an arm. He's not as inaccurate as I think as people think. I don't think he was in necessarily the most quarterback friendly offense, at Florida, um, I, I mean, you're going to have to build around them. You're going to have to do what they did, what the Ravens did with Lamar. But I, I, the, the talent is just off the charts. It's off the charts. And, I, I, you know, I think in the right situation, he can be a good pro. But it's going to be you got you got to dedicate your entire offense to building around him like they did in, in Baltimore, and we'll see. I, I think he can be a good pro. But, you know, so much depends on where you go, the coaching staffs you go to, um, what's around you. And for, you know, Richardson, he's not going to be in – maybe not going to be in the top ten. We don't know. But hopefully he'll go to a situation where there's talent around him and a good offensive mind that can take advantage of his considerable ability. So uh, my answer is yes in the right situation. I know that's a huge qualifier, but there you go. Um, I want to talk quickly about the because we had a lot of talk on the Rays opening the deck, uh, upper deck with, with the Yankee series, which is coming up, and it's the prices are you know fifty six what fifty seven dollars for, for for upper deck. Um, I just I wish it would be less. They have, they've already I think sold twenty thousand tickets or twenty two thousand tickets or some ridiculous amount for the for those series and there were some ten dollar tickets but those are all gone for that particular series so i just in opening the upper deck i would uh, would have hoped that they would do it a little bit cheaper but it is what it is and hopefully there's a good crowd and hopefully it's not all yankee fans you know we'll wait and see but um you know it could be it could be a situation where it, it is a lot more yankee fans than i would I would uh, like to see. Well, we've done a better job, though, this year, I think, of keeping the opposing teams out so far. Yeah. yeah you've done a good job. I think Rays fans in general. Because the ticket prices have been lower. And yeah. And for, I, I, and, and Rays fans, to me, have Rays seen. fans can buy them. They've been more energized, it seems, to get to the ballpark this year more than ever. So. Yeah. I think just because it, it appears that the Rays are being more fan-friendly in a lot of different ways. So, yeah, I think they've, they've, uh, they've reacted to that uh, in, in a very positive way. Um, what else we got going today? Well, we talked about oh, the race. Where are the race today? They're, um, 
They are at home against Chicago. The, the, the White Sox? Against the White Sox, who are horrendous. Still horrendous. As horrendous as they were when they came here the last, the last time here over the weekend. All right. And then we're, we're, we're going on the road to Pittsburgh? They go to, you, know, you come back at home against Pittsburgh, yeah. who all of a sudden is first place in the NFL How about Central. That? Don't Remember you were dogging me for saying, let's bring Andrew McCutcheon home? He's doing all right. Did you see, by the way, I wanted, I'm glad you brought up Pittsburgh. You see that great story last night, Drew Maggie? The third, he'd been in the minors for 13 years. He's 33 years old, and he made his he made his major league de- debut last night at PNC Park. His family, his his parents were in the crowd, and they were very emotional, obviously, as was he. And he came up to the plate and got a standing ovation. It was just great. Of course, the MLB had to ruin it because they gave him a pitch clock violation.